0: You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show, you lucky bastard.
1: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with
2: Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in.
3: Brace
4: yourself. Turn it up and drive during the Jeep celebration event at South Fork Jeep. Call one 800 low Price to get a lifetime warranty and 0% financing for 72 months on new Jeep Grand Cherokees. Shop the fastest growing dealer in Texas at SouthForkDodge.com. That's SouthForkDodge.com. Oh, it's a beautiful
2: place, too. I mean, my God, don't go there if you don't want to buy a Jeep because, uh, boy, they put those those Jeeps out there on the, the floor and just looking at them with the lift and the tires and Look oh. at the
4: Google images. I mean, that's a nice-looking
2: dealership. It is. It's very nice. Uh, and uh, yet, they left let Deadpool in there. So... Uh, you know in fact this is interesting because he was uh, posting up on Facebook the other day some awards that he's getting
4: how pissed off he was that he did, didn't get a <laughs> yeah. chance to sell you that lift kit yes, that's I'm, right I'm sure, I heard him sharpening his katanas
2: from here hey $1,200 <laughs> is $1,200 so uh, but anyway he got some awards he's doing very well you know he just started uh, there I think the, the Gladiator uh, he sold uh, the Jeep Talk Show was one of the first vehicles that he sold at that dealership well, good for him and he's already getting awards he's been
4: working there for three years
2: yeah uh, <laughs> 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 it's he, his for he, sale. <laughs> he, he's either getting the awards properly or getting them off of eBay. I'm going to go with number two. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps. The show's for you. Josh, Timmy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you
4: while we talk about Deadpool. No, no gladiators I've got his five minutes of fame hey i'm josh and i'm <laughs> gonna tell you who is about to lose their job at jeep i reveal Ooh. a big attraction coming to an auto show, auto show near you and why did so many jeepers end up in jail last weekend we'll find out the answers to that and more and later we ask the question who prefers the hard and who likes it soft we're what? talking jeep pops <laughs> you sick bastards on this episode of the jeep talk show
0: Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and I'm excited it's spring and time to wheel, but are you practicing good trail etiquette?
5: Hi, I'm Tammy, (laughs) a.k.a. Jeep Mama. Off-road classes and trail rides are in the works for this summer.
2: And uh, I'm Tony, and we're going to be talking to a a gentleman that bought a 2020 uh, Jeep Gladiator, and 13 days after he took delivery on it, it burst into flames in his driveway. What? Oh, lucky, unlucky 13 that sucks yeah it certainly is it's it's a sad sad tale and uh, it, it gets sadder as, as you listen to it so oh, I, I don't oh. want to oversell the uh yeah, the, <laughs> the <sadness>? interview <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so c- keep a box of tissues handy
3: Oh.
2: It's local jeep news national jeep news
4: and news from around the world it's this week in jeep You know, we really do hate starting off the show with a negative report, but this week Stellantis has announced that nearly 1,700 jobs will be cut at a Jeep Cherokee factory near Rockford. For those not in the news, Stellantis is the parent company to Jeep now after FCA and French car maker PSA joined forces. The company announced it will cut one entire work shift from the two it is currently running at its Belvedere, Illinois assembly plant. The cuts will happen on July 26, so there is some notice there at least. A spokesperson said a global car chip shortage is partially to blame for why they are having to cut, uh, having to reduce staff. That is It's also the reason why the plant hasn't been working on Jeeps at capacity since late March. Several weeks back, I warned that this chip shortage was actually going to cause further disruptions, despite what forecasters tried to uh, tried to uh, by diminishing the severity of the shortage and predicting a short-lived drought on these chips. Unfortunately, the problem doesn't seem to be going away as fast as all parties would like, and it looks as if some auto workers will be unemployed or or at least part of the summer until this chip manufacturers and companies making them all that, the downstream supply chain can all get back to full production.
0: Wow. That's very sad to hear. It really is. Mean, it's all that,
4: temporary. It's all that supply chain issue, you know, with
0: things that can't really get. It really
4: is. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm hoping that, that this is going to be like a, a two or three month layoff. Hey, we're going to bring you back uh, first of the year or something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that it's not a, a permanent cut because it's going to take, you know, so long for, uh, you know supply chains and 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 inventory and stuff like that to come back up to uh the levels that it was you know b- before covid or before all this happened at least uh so who knows what's going to happen really uh, or how long this is going to last you know with
2: covid-19 and all the shutdowns it's amazing that uh it's taken this long for this to happen so i guess that would be one of the the bright uh, as, uh the bright side uh, of it uh, possibly i mean it's all never a good time to be laid off no, well, you Tony, know, I'll
0: just say something real quick on the trip we just took uh, on the road with the motorcycle. There were so many trains with cargo containers heading oh. east. I'm not kidding. How many trains? I couldn't even tell you the number. And long trains. So maybe there's some future coming with us getting supplies where we need them to go. So
4: yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Tony, you're, you're you're partially right on there. I mean, I think that that because it took so long for this to happen, maybe. Uh, the reason why it hopefully will be short-lived as well. So, uh, you know, if we had seen this coming uh, a long time ago and it lasted all through, you know, the first quarter or something like that, uh, or if, you know, this had been going on since the since the beginning of the year uh, and still they were laying people off or shutting down shifts and stuff like that, well, I think we'd have more to, uh, uh, a bigger concern on our hands. But since it's yeah. just now happening, they kind of have predicted it more or less uh, but at the same time, uh, there's a lot of skeptics out there, and we don't really want to trust people's jobs futures to speculators. No. All right. Well, speaking of the future of things, well, the future of uh, car shows is about to become a little bit more familiar. Maybe uh, some of you guys remember car shows in the past where Jeep brought an obstacle course to play with. It's going to be coming back. This is the nation's largest auto show that's about to happen, and it's going to be happening in Chicago. And a fan favorite attraction such as the Camp Jeep and Ram Trucks Territory Test Tracks will be returning to the 2021 Chicago Auto Show Special Edition scheduled for July 15th through the 19th at McCormick Place in 2021. This is the largest and most flexible use convention center in North America. So it uh, just goes to say that, well, Jeep is going to come to play. This news comes uh, approximately two weeks following the official announcement that the show will be allowed to open its doors to fans this summer. Meaning, uh, this the Chicago Auto Show will be one of McCormick Place's first live, in-person public events since the COVID nineteen pandemic shutdown. Very cool. And I bet there is, yeah, absolutely. I bet there's going to be a ton of people going, Mm -hmm. if nothing else, just to get a change of scenery. experiences, experiences such as Camp Jeep and Ram Trucks Territory are among the top reasons people love to attend car shows like the Chicago Auto Show. Because of their popularity, people have been used to waiting in long lines to experience these vehicles and, more importantly, the test tracks that the manufacturers bring. However, this summer, the consumer experience will actually be elevated slightly because now people are going to be able to electronically book a time slot for these experiences in advance as they plan their visit to the show no more waiting in giant lines wasting your time and missing out on all the rest of the show while you wait for this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Now, this is all part of the efforts uh, of the show's directors that are they're taking to diminish the lines and reduce congestion within the exhibits, all, of course, for the sake of public safety. Now, Camp Jeep has been a Chicago Auto Show staple since 2005, with 2021 marking the brand's 17th consecutive year of bringing the interactive exhibit to showgoers. The ultimate off-road driving test, Camp Jeep, Features an 18-foot, 35-degree, quote-unquote, mountain where passengers experience the extreme off-road and traction capabilities of Jeep's latest vehicles, including the brand-new 2021 Wrangler 4XE plug-in hybrid SUV and 2021 Gladiator pickup, without even stepping foot outside of the auto show. Now, the course will consist of several obstacles that simulate uh, one, uh, some of the rigors uh, rigorous testings rather that the Jeep vehicles endure before customers get behind the wheel. Each camp Jeep participant will also receive a complimentary Jeep tote bag while supplies last.
0: So, is now, this have, exhibit, you actually get to drive the Jeeps? Is that yeah, what this is?
4: Yeah. So, I've included some pictures wow. uh, for my co-hosts, and, and, and one of them is this Jeep mountain, which is more or less just a... Um, a man-made hill out of steel and wood uh, that is, you know, probably rolled out of the back of a semi-truck or something and set up on the, uh, you know, the, the uh, exhibition center floor. And it is a very steep uh, approach and departure angle. So you, when you're climbing up this thing, all you're seeing is just, you know, rafters. Uh, right. You can't see over the top. And, of course, there's that breakover. And you come down the other side and you're thinking you're going to fall on your top uh, as you come down this very steep decline as well. Uh, and Jeep is going to be showcasing how easily this thing can climb up this steel track. I mean, it's if this thing was covered in mud, okay, it might be a little bit more <laughs> impressive. But when you can yeah. just put it for low and pretty much just let the idle crawl you up this track, because there's really exactly. no chance of a loss of traction whatsoever. Nah. It's just if, if for those who have never been off-road, who have never experienced sure. four-wheel drive, who have never experienced what a Jeep really can do, somebody's going to look at this and be like, well, there's no way I can drive over that. And and of course, you know, you get in, you get a chance to do that, and you and you can. Now there's also a bunch of uh, vertical logs that are, are set up at different heights, uh, a big rock garden as well, um, a, a, a horizontal logs uh, set at different angles uh, that really start to get you, you know, off camber and, and get the suspension articulating and stuff like that. All this stuff. It's a big, it's a big court, it's a big circle. You get to, you know, go all around it and stuff. It takes several minutes to go through and, and all that stuff. All the while. You know, you're getting taught and, and educated about, you know, what Jeep's capabilities are and what the brand means and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Nonetheless, very cool experience, and and I highly encourage that if, if anybody is within driving distance of the Chicago Auto Show, please go. Book yourself this. Even if you're a veteran wheeler, it's still going to be a lot of fun.
2: Well, obviously, they didn't go with my suggestion that I made to them. I mean, I, and I, I actually sent it to them several different ways, social media, email. Hate the whole thing red and
4: make it smell like bacon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God! That would have been a much better idea. I, I recommended they go to all the junkyards and, and purchase all the 1990 Toyota Corollas and oh, use yeah. them as yeah. to Yellow, climb bro. over. <laughs> <That'd
0: be> great! <laughs> uh, all right, I have a question for you, Josh. All right, so they're going to demo that Wrangler 4xe. Did they yeah. bring along enough extension cords <laughs> so they can no, you know, I, truck like, and how go many around do they them? Have?
4: Because yeah, they got to rotate <laughs> one every couple few hours and it, bring the
0: exactly. one. Let's get
2: the back tape measure back.
4: out. Now we should have enough juice for you to go 50 feet. Go ahead.
6: Okay. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm sure that they're going to have two or three there that they're going to be under, you know, perpetual charging. And so n- there's never is going to be a one that's going to go fully dead. Uh, I, you know that that would be an embarrassment. I'm sure they've planned for such things and and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, but great question, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if anybody is chan- uh, planning on going. Uh, let the show know. We would love for you yes. to be a uh, Jeeper on the street, as it were. Uh, pictures. maybe get some pictures or possibly even uh some audio uh, samples or something like that from people at Jeep. There. Uh, unfortunately, uh, us here at the Jeep Talk Show, we are too far away. I uh, can't make it clear out to Chicago for something like this. But uh, one day. Uh, we will be in presence. Yes. As soon as I get my <laughs> flying car <I> it! <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, a lot of Jeepers that got arrested recently, and we're going to find out why. Uh, for 22-inch for wheels is, is the no, reason I'm <laughs> hoping. Skinny tires. Skinny tires. You lowered a Jeep? No. In the back. <laughs> So while many folks were packing up and heading home, some were bonding themselves out of jail, despite the rain putting a damper on the festivities on the last days of this year's Go Topless event in Galveston County. The local sheriff's office has stated that more than 100 arrests were made Friday night alone, and although most of them were for minor infractions like public intoxication and possession, they did arrest nine people for DUI on that night alone. Now, to give you an idea of the scope of this particular event, it covers most of the 32 miles of beach near the Boulevard Peninsula. And from one Facebook group alone, there was stated to be 1,100 Jeeps going to this. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. I'm sure there were tens of thousands there. Now, what is odd about this year is that the majority of these arrests actually came from only a two-mile stretch of the beach. That's weird. Why, out of 30-some-odd miles of beach, were there only two miles of it that really were the nexus of the problem? I don't know. According to the sheriff's office, they haven't seen any issues like this since the late 90s. Prior to Hurricane Ike, Something like this was a normal heavy weekend, apparently. I don't know. Now, they brought in over 60 extra deputies and 15 Texas DPS troopers to keep things civil and under control this year. Despite their best efforts, however, there were still fights, accidents, and, of course, arrests. Many are calling this event out of control and demanding that the local law enforcement agencies team up to provide more patrols and undercover officers to clean things up for the years to come. Now, the numbers are still coming in, but as of right now, there were over 225 arrests made between Thursday and Sunday, all Jeepers. Hopefully, if you they're are al- listening, you weren't one of them. <laughs>
0: well, well, and they're already <laughs> cleaning it up. Look at how many arrests they made. They don't need more people uh-huh. there. So well, that
4: was that was a big part of it. Is that there were more people there, and so law yeah. of averages. If you have a larger sure. cross section of people, you're going to have a larger amount of arrest because people are are probably very, very, uh, y- you know, sick of seeing the same four walls and are anxious to get out and socialize. Oh and so they're I probably would agree. Making, yep. making up for lost time a little bit, probably imbibing a little bit too much and partying too hard. And well, but the, the fights. I
0: mean, come on, jeepers, it. that's not who we are. You know what's going yeah, on I, there. I,
4: I read one interview that a Jeeper actually uh, rear-ended a, um, a a guy on a scooter, use it like on oh. a moped,
0: <laughs> and he got rear-ended uh,
4: by a Jeep. I mean, he almost died. I mean, it, there was injuries involved and stuff like that. It's oh, it's no. not. It's not funny. I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of you know it's, funny maybe to think about it. It's Jeeper like a when an old lady
2: falls over. It's it's not
4: funny, but it's funny. Yeah, I, I, I don't so, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, and nonetheless, it's like God, come on, come on, jeepers, we can do better than this. So yeah. I know that it's been one hell of a year. I know everybody's got some steam to blow off, but you know this is not the way to do it, guys. So oh my God, next to do,
2: dude, Josh is tell everybody to pick up after themselves. Come on, <laughs> hey, you know I think you said the problem in the story. There was too many police out there. If there had been fewer police, fewer police there would have been arrests, fewer arrests. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Much more path, uh, you know. Vandalism so the problem, you know, problem is but, but the cops. You know, let's let's get on that bandwagon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go.
4: <laughs> well, you're the last one that I'd expect to hop on the defund the police. Oh, oh, no, 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 say, no, yeah. don't, <laughs> no. Don't defund them. This let, it's a weekend. Let them have now, some time now, off. Let's have the day <laughs> off, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, maybe you were at the Go Topless event. Give us a call, leave us a voicemail, let us know how it was. Be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Whatever you want to do, you can reach out to the show and and let us know what you have to say. Just go to JeepTalkShow dot com slash contact to find out how.
2: I, I will mention this uh, Jeep. Uh, let's see, Jeep Beach of Texas. Yeah. Uh, on their Facebook uh, page uh, they, they said somebody posted does anybody know who's uh, Jeep uh, JL this is it's topless and it's starting to rain uh oh <laughs> and most of the most of the comments cuz i think this is like sunday or monday most of the comments were they were probably arrested cuz there was yeah, so many people right. arrested <laughs> exactly <laughs> so if you if you go into something like this and you think you might be arrested put your top back on
0: put your top back
2: right. on
4: exactly. <laughs> lock everything up <laughs> hey, we sat down and interviewed Ke- kevin keenan who uh, owned a jeep gladiator for only thirty days before it caught fire and burnt to the ground in his driveway. We talk to him and hear the insane letter he got from Jeep later in the show.
7: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast.
3: This short commercial break is brought to you by
4: Rubber. It's all that's between you and the ground. The next time you're driving down the highway or wheeling off-road, remember, it's Rubber to the Rescue to get you over that next hill. Have you thanked your Rubber today?
8: Hey crew. Hey Travis. I wrecked my truck today. I had a daily driver. It was a truck. Oh. It was a Toyota. Four mm-hmm. oh, wheel we'll drive. I was we'll shifting to low on an angle. Maybe I've got one of the unicorns. I don't know. He was Long story short, it's wrecked. I'm gonna drive my Jeep. So I've been setting it up and getting good. It was already good, but I'm gonna get it better. Was it out of high as hell. So I'm cleaning carburetors, cleaning fuel injection. You hear me say that, it's like, what? Yeah, I'm cleaning everything because I've got a fuel injection, but I've got an ANYJ that I swapped the engine out and fuel injection. Long, short, short, I'm just cleaning everything. Hopefully it works great. I drive it to the trails. I drive it to where I drive it. I'm gonna drive it to work now. Does I wreck the truck? <laughs> okay. That was my well, day off today. I cut my grass. I did good. I was productive, and a bit of lift last Friday, Saturday. I don't know I did a lift to get my hard double off. So I'm topless. March 5th, May fifteenth, I had to be topless, and I successfully made that happen giddy up jeep talk show
4: get it done Giddy up, travis man i hope you're okay buddy I uh gonna sorry say, to i it. hope
0: he's all right he's feeling yeah. no pain <laughs> <I'm> clearly <laughs> that right now
4: during, <laughs> during that voicemail probably not uh but no travis i car wrecks are are, are no fun regardless of uh oh, it was a brand new toyota i think that thing's less than a year old oh wow. that sucks man hopefully uh you know insurance to take care of it all that sort of stuff and, and you'll be back uh uh, back rolling your daily driver here in no time. Uh, but that being said, you know, got the opportunity to bring the Jeep out for some daily driving uh opportunities. So uh you know, it's not all bad. That lift
2: he was talking about was not lifting the Jeep. He was uh, installing a lift in his garage so he could take the the hard top take off the, the YJ. Top off. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, it's like yeah, okay. you gotta, I wonder if he got What was the company that we had? It was a JT Lift. No, what was I know, the, brain- I know who company? you're talking about, but uh I always have to look it up. Uh, I know, me Yeah. Too. Where they had the manual setup, you could use a a drill, a drill, yeah, or or manually do it, which was a great J- idea. Bar. J-bar. J bar, J bar, you're right.
4: Yep. B-A-R-R. That's, that's who right. it was. J bar, yeah, J bar Jeep lift top top lifting system, pretty cool stuff.
2: Yeah, it really was. <laughs> What? Where's the noob? Noob. 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 Hey, newbie. Noobie.
0: Noob. Nugget.
3: It's time for newbie nuggets.
0: Well, I'm so excited. Spring and summer are here. We can get all get in our jeeps and head for the trails. Are you getting out and hitting the trails? When you do, are you considering the trails you're wheeling on? Now, I'm talking about trail etiquette and good old-fashioned manners. As we all get back to normal, there'll be lots of jeepers on the trails and we need to practice good off-road etiquette. Remember that we are the stewards of these trails and mentoring newbies helps train them right and helps keep our trails open. Now I'm talking about staying on designated trails, not making bypasses, not stacking rocks because you can't make the obstacle. This is probably one of my pet peeves because off-roaders don't pay attention to the trail designations and think I can do that when they can't. They get to the obstacle and guess what? Their vehicle isn't capable or they aren't experienced enough to do that obstacle. So they create wheel spin and move terrain. They stack rocks or create a bypass because they don't want to turn around and be embarrassed. Don't be that guy or girl. Run the obstacles that you know your Jeep is capable of. And if you find yourself facing something you can't do, turn around. There's no shame in that. Now, trash is another thing that gets me me all riled up. With so many new jeepers out there, we need to emphasize that leaving trash creates problems for the wildlife, other jeepers, and it's just disgusting. I hate picking up other people's trash, broken glass, and paper. Honestly, pack it in, pack it out. Make sure you have a trash bag on board, and if you see trash, pick it up. Now, manners are sometimes absent on the trails. I have to say, most jeepers we encounter are the nicest people around. You can check out our Zoom people if you don't believe me. There are, however, lots of off roaders that don't have manners. If you jeep enough, you will encounter one at some point. They're out there. You can tell the puffed up ego or the my jeep is better than your jeep attitude. I simply don't get involved with them. If they have an attitude, I just let them be. It's not worth me getting upset. I do take some pleasure, however, if they are stuck, and I know I can get them free. But they have such a poor attitude. I just let them be. Well, no sense in trying to help someone who doesn't want to be helped. Now, for the newbies listening, experienced jeepers have lots of knowledge and love to help teach you. Find someone to wheel with and get out there and drive. For the experienced jeepers, I hope you get the chance to mentor newbies. It's a win-win since you get to teach and maybe even help clean up the trails. Now, you can find information on trail etiquette on the web, along with clubs in your area that schedule cleanup days to help keep the trails in great shape. I also listed a few links in the show notes for reference. Now, Josh and Tony, I know we all feel the same about trail etiquette and trash. So, anything you guys want to add?
4: No, I mean you—you you hit it right. You know, I mean, pretty much went down the list right at the top. You know, moving <laughs> yeah. rocks, and making your own bypass, you know, things like that—all gigantic no-nos. I mean, especially making your own bypass. Honestly, yeah. if you can't do the obstacle, just just you know, head back down and get off the trail. Right. I mean, don't I don't, don't make your own it. shortcut or anything like that. I mean. All you're doing is just increasing the chances of that trail or that entire trail system getting shut down
0: Absolutely. because of,
4: uh, of vandalism. I mean, essentially, that's what it what it comes down to. That's how it is seen in in the people who are the stewards of that particular land, whether it be you mm-hmm. know Bureau of Land Management or Warehouser warehouse or you know whatever it is. Uh, if it's a private park or anything like that, still you got to take into account there are some there's somebody out there who has to come through and maintain this trail. And yep. if you suddenly deface this trail and make it unrecognizable because you weren't paying attention, weren't properly equipped, or your Jeep wasn't properly maintained, well, come on, man, that is all on you. And everybody exactly. behind you is going to have a worse day because of it. So, uh, it, it, yeah, it's all about that trail etiquette. So, if, yeah. if you disagree, I'm I'm happy to have the conversation <laughs> with you. Exactly. Call into the show. We will set up an interview and absolutely, let's have an open dialogue about trail etiquette. And, and let's have some back and forth about it. I'll be happy to debate this with you.
2: So, Wendy, when you talk about uh, people with a puffy ego and they get stuck mm-hmm. and, and you could help them, it's like no man left behind unless they're an asshole is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, well, no, no. Uh, let let me clarify that. You know, our our group, there's true, no man left behind ever. However, yeah, when you're out right. jeeping, you do run into other people. Oh yeah, and sometimes you want to run into other people. Literally, just kidding. Uh,
2: but. <laughs> Wendy, Wendy's hardcore. I like this. It's, yeah, she, no, she's I can all wheel with Wendy now. <laughs> no, she's like, she's all nice and stuff. But when he comes down to like trail and uh, trail etiquette and stuff, he's like. Grr! Mama I hate
0: bear. it. It's, just, it's <laughs> ridiculous. And it's just, you, there's no reason you're out in the beautiful air. You're having a great time. You love your Jeep. You love your off-road vehicle, whichever, whatever you're doing. And then you have to have an attitude. I'm like, why? Makes no sense.
2: I, 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 I say, I agree. I say, yes, ma'am. And let me go put all the to- toilet lids down real quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's just, I, I thought because we're all getting out more and it's, people are starting to get, to be able to move freely about the country, if you will. I thought it was when, good just a reminder, you know, we oh, just absolutely. need to remember that, that that's what we do when we're out there. So now, it's awesome.
4: Wendy, good. let me ask you, because you're, you're out on the trails uh, more than than Tony is. Have you been seeing over the last, I'm going to say five years or so, a, a massive increase in the trash ruse that you see on the trail? Have you seen a lot more? You know what I'm talking about? It's like the yeah, canvas the bags. bag goes yeah. over the back, spare tire or something like that. And it's more yeah. or less a, a, a canvas trash bag. On the outside right. of your Jeep that you can throw garbage in, Or somebody else can throw garbage into That's always fun um, yeah. Loading up somebody else's hey. trash
0: no, <laughs> I, I think- This thing gets so full <laughs> yeah, <it> gets so- <laughs> <laughs> Whose turn yeah, is- Whose turn is it to unload that um, right. No actually I think with the Jeepers I see that 100% Almost every group we see has yeah. those in there Somebody has them What I don't see is how that's carried On other types of vehicles You know like right. trucks that end in A um, yes. but I'm not going to, you know, pick on anybody. It's just, I'm sure they're picking it up as well, but it's like, I don't necessarily see those trasharoos.
4: I don't, um, I, I, I see a time. lot of other vehicles out on the trail. Um, but you know, it, the, the, the most common other vehicle that I see ends in Yoda and, and those yeah. guys just plain and simply don't have the etiquette that jeepers do. And they okay. don't have the respect for the land that, that the jeepers do. And one piece of evidence for that is a complete lack of trasheroos, uh, in in the in in that group of of wheelers. Uh, I mean, sure, there may be one or two here and there, but certainly not to the extent that you see that with the jeepers. So I um, agree. yeah, I mean, it it it's everywhere. In every corner of the us, you're gonna have bad apples, and it, it's all up to us jeepers to more or less uh, uh, pick up the slack. Uh, for these guys who don't care as much as we do,
2: so can we yep. can we throw the four wheelers and the
4: side by sides in under the bus?
2: Oh,
0: while we're at it? absolutely! Oh my <laughs>
2: God!
4: I don't know because I do know some some guys who are in that group uh, who more or less play by the same rules that we do, sure. uh, and and they absolutely take care of the trails that they're on, uh, their campsite and everything else. Pack it in, pack it out, that sort of that thing. No you know. Yep. Uh, so it, it, there are guys out there that are in those circles that that are. Operating by the Tread Lightly principles and stuff, so you know all hope is not lost. Yeah,
2: I, I have no problem giving Toyota owners a hard time, but I think to be fair, think <laughs> you can't group them all into you know trash spewing. Oh no, look at Travis idiots.
4: for instance. Travis is a
2: Toyota <laughs> <laughs> owner. I mean, granted, he was was, was a Toyota good. Owner yes, till he totaled it. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: that's all right. <laughs> well listen, I I just wanted to ask the listeners to send some good wishes and prayers to a fellow Jeep Talk Show listener, my friend Becky. I've wheeled with Scott and Becky a lot. Now she was on I a remember run you with talking
4: a- about them recently. A couple of times. Yes. You, yeah, last, yeah. A couple yeah, of I've times. Heard you talk about so, them at least a couple of times, sure.
0: When I got back from our motorcycle trip, I learned that she was on a run with another group and was watching a Jeep go through an obstacle. The Jeep lost control, ran her over And she was seriously hurt Yes, it's pretty bad She has multiple broken bones and is undergoing surgery And she, (laughs) through all this, she's so good She wants me to share the details of the accident Which I'll do on next week's episode So that no one else has to go through what she's enduring Oh,
1: absolutely
0: We are sending you good thoughts for quick and speedy recovery But I just wanted to mention that Because next week I'm going to talk about how to Stay safe and clear of things like this So, And I'll give you more details There were two, another person hurt and there were three people kind of involved, so
4: well thankfully nobody lost uh lost lost their life, paid the ultimate price as it were. So uh yeah, hey Becky, uh you know, heal up soon and uh yes. hang in there, all right. Jeez. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Wow. Good thing it wasn't my dad that was there. He would ask me if the Jeep was okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well i'll share that next week too that's the first question we're all asking. What the hell happened, and how's the jeep? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so listen, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'd love to hear from you now we've changed our YouTube channel from jeep four dash one dash one to trails four one one Still oh, wow. great information for more tips and techniques, so check it out.
2: I was a bit confused by that uh, initially, and I, I saw. Uh, Don Alexander's uh, vehicle and stuff on there. Went, oh, they must have changed the name. So I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that. I was going to ask you about that.
6: Yeah, he so just is, wanted to is do it more, it a new
2: more channel? inclusive. Is,
0: yes. is it a new he channel, Wendy? Or, or did you, you, know, you just I change the
4: name of the old one?
0: I don't know if he just changed the name or if he moved or linked everything over, but I, it might just be a name change. But I know the Trails 411 for us is going to include all kinds of extra things. And he's doing um, some smaller snippets some quick mm-hmm. little, like 30 second, 40 second kind of little videos to kind of get for millennials.
4: Yes, they have a shorter. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: There you go. Uh, yeah, something uh, like that. I'll blame the anyway. MTV.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Ooh, red jeeps are sexy.
2: Yep. That means uh, we're going to talk about the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator update. It's time. <laughs> I know Josh is excited. So no, let me tell you. <laughs> So, the, actually, we got a, a, a voicemail coming up that uh, I think shares, uh, mimics your uh, approval of the, uh, the Gladiator, yeah, Josh. Somebody, I'm not alone. <laughs> so, I to love you, whoever you are. So, the last SEMA show that the Jeep Talk Show went to was SEMA 2019. And uh, while I was there, I visited the High Lift booth. Uh, they, like 99.9% of the vendors at SEMA that year, had a Gladiator on display. So, one thing stuck out to me, the fantastic high-lift bed mount they had set up on that Gladiator. I thought to myself, I'd like to have one, but sadly, I'll never have my own Gladiator. I mean, I mean the show won't have its own Gladiator. <laughs> now, that, now that I have felt the quality of the high-lift bed mount for the 2020 Plus Jeep Gladiator experienced the ease of installation and felt just how solid and rattle-free this mount is, I'm amazed. It's one thing to look that look at it set up on a Jeep. It's another thing to actually get it, take it apart, you know, un- unbox it, uh, see how everything goes together, and then mount it. So now you're going to have to have a Mopar Trail Rail system uh, installed on the Gladi- Gladiator to be able to attach these mounts. I added this recently to the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, uh, the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, and I I'll, I'll like I I'll like to add this. I, I purchased it outright, which means I'm not financing it for 75 months, which is a, it's something you might want to consider is just adding this after you get it from the factory. Hmm. Highlift also provided the JTS uh, Gladiator build with a 48-inch lift jack, red, of course, a uh, jack black handle keeper, a running gear jack cover. I like to call it a boot. Yep, so, you need that. So, so this, here's a pro tip. Purchase the High Lift HM-LK Hood Mount Locking Knob, and you can use it to replace one of the two all-metal knobs that the mounting kit comes with for added security. You just put your key in there, twist it, and then I'll lock it in place so that you can actually uh, spin it off the uh, the bolt that's a part of the mounting system, and uh, then take your uh, your high lift jack off. Now you can get a high lift jack and bed mount for under two hundred dollars. What a great secure way to store your high lift jack yet keep it easily accessible. Oh, and I don't know a lot about Toyotas, but apparently they have a similar trail rail system and High Lift makes a high lift mount
4: for them too.
0: Hmm. So I want to ask about that rattle free.
4: Yeah, I'm really curious uh, about that because that's one of the I mean that is one of the biggest concerns with mounting a high lift on any vehicle for that anywhere, matter.
0: Any, any, yeah. Any,
4: Configuration or any place and anywhere On the vehicle is my god That thing just I I hear it on Every piece of gravel and, yes. and rock and and, it, and root that and it roll doesn't it.
0: matter how well it's secure how well you have a boot on it it still rattles right. it's still going
4: to rattle around so tony well, you've been I driving say, this thing now with this so give us a report how just yeah. how rattle free is this
2: now i would yeah. say that if you're out on a trail and maybe washboard uh type uh, trails or uh, something like that right. I, i'm sure this is going to be one of many noises that you hear But if you're just out uh, doing a daily drive, you know, someplace there's no rattles. It's it's all nicely nice and tight in there.
0: Yeah, but ours don't rattle on a normal road. I mean, it's the trails that make it rattle the most. So you're saying that this is probably going to be less rattle. Well, where do you where do you
2: drive your Jeep the most, uh, Wendy? Is it on the trail or or on the road? Off road. Okay. Well, that would be a different thing for you. But like, it's a daily driver. Uh, I think a lot of people's Jeeps are daily drivers. Sure. So the majority of the time, the rattle is going to be on the road. I don't know of any Jeep that's that's rattle free off road.
0: Well, no, but. I know, but you're you're saying it's rattle free. The mount makes it rattle free. I'm I thinking it's because it's in the back of the Gladiator, and you're so far forward now maybe you don't hear it as much either that could be a positive
2: the only thing that might rattle is the is the base but it comes with a, a a nice little velcro strap that you can probably put around that to keep that from happening
4: too
0: it sounds really exciting i'm i'm excited to hear how it how so it works looking, when you get off.
4: i'm looking at the picture that you share that you sh- uh, shared with uh, with us co-host tony and and it's a it's a picture of your gladiator's bed with this system installed with your high lift uh in, in the picture there uh, and I'm curious. You know, it looks like it it hangs off of the edge of the bed rail system oh, a little bit. Yeah. How how far how far into the cargo area does this stick out? Or would you be worried about you know shoving a large box in there, or or catching you know uh, some cargo on this thing, or anything like that? Is it is it in the way, or is it out out of the way? Would you say it does not stick past the wheel well?
2: So, oh. if that gives you a good idea of how far oh, that's out it nice, is. It does, actually, okay. yeah.
4: And the and, and
2: because the, the the mount actually mounts to the trail rail system, uh, it only mounts to the rail system. So it hangs down, but there's like a little arm exposed, if you will, or a little foot exposed. Yeah. goes. Sure. And that. you yeah. put a little rubber pad behind. It, it sticks to the the mount, and then there's a rubber okay. pad between the mount and the wall of the bed. So, this might
0: be really quiet it looks like it might actually work yeah yep, yep. I'm
4: curious about the longevity though I, I'm curious if 30,000 miles down the road if the tolerances have opened up and this thing is you know banging on the side of the bed because it's it's got a it's only got a single mount point at those at the rail system there's nothing more down below those two points that keep this thing from rotating on an axis, other than those dimensional tolerances within the manufacturing of this thing. After, you know, tens of thousands of miles and a few trail runs and stuff, I'm wondering if that rail is going to open up a little bit, if the tolerances are going to expand, and this thing is going to start to rock and rotate uh, some. Mm. Now, I think that's the primary reason they included the rubber feet in there, is to give that, you know, a sort of a, um, a little bit of a bumper, if you will, uh, from happening later on down the road. I don't know how those rubber feet are going to, how well the adhesive is going to last over, a, you know, a few seasons. Uh, if that's something that's going to have to be constantly replaced every, you know, 30, 60, 90 days a year, you know, whatever. But I, I'm, I'm just, I'm concerned that this design is not going to hold up to, to years of use. I guess you would just have to... I mean, obviously, I can't tell you what's going
2: to happen five years from now. But I I, I guess you'd have to um, actually feel it and uh, and and see what I what I've learned by putting it of on course. there yeah. it's it's really sturdy those those brackets uh, that's part of the mount it's like um some hardcore i think it's aluminum that the, you know probably for weight and stuff but it's they're not light they are heavy duty uh mounts that go on there and okay. the and the trail rail system uh from Mopar is very secure um so i'll be really surprised if this thing does what you're talking about i don't know but just the the Uh, you know know. the feel the quality that you get the feel from it right it just i'm not concerned at all about this and and since and since i got the that uh, isolation uh, for the handle uh that shouldn't be bouncing around but uh yeah no no i and again i'll i'll uh, i'll I'll certainly uh uh, give you the point as far as if it's off road i don't know that it's going to be rattle free but, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but driving but around town, you know, and having to listen yeah. to the, you know, like the D-rings make all that noise, which, oh, which I, I don't know. mind. But uh, uh, to me, uh, this thing can not go anywhere, especially with that boot on it. It's uh, it's a very, very nice setup, and I've been impressed with it even when I didn't have a Gladiator. So, uh, and I, I, I also
0: I, like that you could do that quick lock, too. That makes it easy to get it to get it when you need it and also to keep it secure. Right.
2: Yeah. And keep right. in mind, I got the boot on there, but I also have a cover. I have the uh, the uh, oh, Tonto. Tonto. Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: I'm calling it Tonto. Okay. I'm not, I've given up. I have the Tonto cover on it. So it's covered. This is like that, that double condom joke that I make because I, I got the I got it covered with the, the <laughs> Tonto masks, cover.
0: Tony. And the, well, you know Jeep is
4: already <laughs> pissing off the Cherokee Nation. So I'm sure, you know, you're just right on par. With the Tonto. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> well, point. And, <laughs> and, and,
0: you know what? Ha- having that extra cover is going to keep your boot nice for years to come because the sun just eats oh. those like crazy. We've already had to replace ours a couple times. So, yeah. well, but, I, I will
4: go ahead and, and and do a shameless plug for uh, 303 oil on this. Uh, a, sp- a little space age uh, uh, action there for you. Um, I've sworn by this this chemical for year, decades, and and if you can find some 303 oil, then uh, you know you wipe that on. It's like a silicone based type of. Uh, um I, I don't even know, really know what the it's a protectant people use it kind of like uh like uh, armor all or you know that sort of stuff you um i i discovered it in the whitewater rafting industry uh, um with uh guys use it on their rafts to keep the rafts from uh fading and chapping and cracking and stuff like that mm-hmm. so uh it works extremely well on on things like neoprene and rubber and and stuff like oh, that cool. so okay. uh yeah i'll 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 see if i can't find a link to get you guys uh uh, a bottle of this in the show notes it's, for this episode. It's
0: probably outlawing California. I'll have oh, to course. order it. Right. So you yeah. guys, you guys. <laughs> I mean, Texas is probably going to order it, and Tony's going to ship it to me. That's in Texas, we can
2: drink the stuff.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> California's outlawed everything.
2: <laughs> so I, uh, I forgot. I was able, actually able, and I know this is great for uh, for the podcast, audio podcast. But I, f- I forgot. I can display the image here for, from the show notes, so you guys can actually see the image if you haven't already seen it posted on uh, the Jeep Talk Show Facebook. Uh, page or group, and if you you haven't seen it there because you're not uh, following us there, go over there and uh, follow us, and you can see all these wonderful things that we're putting on the Jeep Talk Show 2021 Gladiator.
4: Thirty bucks a bottle now, holy what? shit! <laughs> maybe maybe you do drink it. <laughs> oh God, this stuff's got expensive. That's the good
2: stuff Bit. all right got some announcements for you rat bastards out there uh and even for you non-rat bastards so uh if you were contacted recently to verify your mailing address and what you uh, wanted the jeep and, and, and if you wanted the jeep talk show no longer a rat bastard honor badge you should have received a nice big fat envelope by now with uh that uh, honor badge and a couple other things a couple of stickers business cards so on and so forth in there, I know a few of you have uh, posted up on uh, Facebook uh, receiving those, and I do appreciate that. Uh, and not to complain, but uh, to complain, nobody has actually posted a picture of the honor badge on their Jeep yet. Damn what? it! <gasps> yes, come on, Dang. people. Uh, so even if you're not sticking it on the uh, the Jeep, you know, take a picture and uh, <laughs> show us where you stuck it. Um. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, I will yep. say this: We just received another batch of honor badges today from AZ Design Works. You remember that name, uh, Josh? I from do
4: remember AZ Holy yeah. crap! That guy's still in business. Awesome.
2: Yep. Yep. the uh, The lawsuit didn't go through. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, wow. But uh, he used to do uh, the inserts for the dash, uh, for the uh, RPM gauge and speedometer thing for the XJs, yeah. which he still does. But uh, he's branched out in these other deals. So, he actually did our honor badges, the first group of 20 honor badges that we got. And uh, we just got another group of 20 uh, in. So, we'll be uh, sending out more of these uh, honor badges to to subscribers. Um, So uh, And also, I'm I'm working with Brian at azdesignworks.com. And you can look for this link in the episode show notes. uh, For yet another item you can stick on your Jeep. Hell, you can stick it anywhere you'd like. I know some (laughs) of you... (laughs) NL Rat bastards are thinking, why should I subscribe next year if I don't get some sort of new goody, you bastards? That's that's all right. I have some ideas. (laughs) I bet you do. (laughs) It's sad news, and this is my fault for assuming, we are no longer accepting paid subscriptions outside of the US or Canada. (laughs) We found it was seventeen dollars and fifteen cents to ship any size envelope to Australia. Wow. I'm wow. talking, I think, anything but a postcard. Wow. And and, and, and sorry, that is cost prohibitive. Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't know what's going on over oh. there.
4: But really, though, I mean, well, it is on the other side of the world, so. I, but still, I mean, you know,
2: the but global now, the internet. I, I don't know.
4: I, I love our Aussie <laughs> list. I do, down. too.
2: And, and well, I was really, going to say, it, it, if
0: any of them wanted to send you the 1750, is that possible, Tony? And then you just drop it in, or how does that
2: work? Oh yeah, but I hate I hate asking for people to do that. Well, but yeah, I
0: know. But somebody might want to. I mean, we gosh, they would be like a celebrity there. Episode. They have what that.
2: You, yeah, if if anybody out there really wants this stuff that bad, which I always have a hard time believing anybody does to start with. <laughs> <laughs> you can contact me, uh, info at jeeptalkshow.com. Of course, the easy thing to do is just go to jeeptalkshow slash contact and find how to how to contact us, and, and I'll work something out with you to, to get that over to you. But uh, I felt like the only the only right thing to do this time was was to refund the the paid subscription and apologize profu- profusely for not knowing it was going. to... I just assumed it was going to be something like five bucks or something. Well, yeah, what's you know,
4: the deal. I, I got five on it. I'll pitch in. Yeah, I mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to thank all of our overseas listeners uh, that have tried to support the show with your paid subscription, and you should know uh, we have uh, that you should have received a full refund. Uh, all of you, uh, if you, I know you still want to help the show, so you can all help by telling a friend or rushing a stage, ripping the microphone from the lead singer, and telling everybody to listen to the Jeep Talk Show. But you don't have to do it that way. You could you know, get the mic from the drummer, I guess. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be the lead singer. <laughs>
3: Hey, what's going on, Gladiator Talk? Show? I mean, the Jeep Talk Show. Hey, uh, this is Gary with Dixie Overland. Just wanted to give you a little update on Florida Jeep Jam, which was awesome, fantastic, beautiful weather, uh, and a really, really good showing of a lot of jeeps of different flavors. Everything from old CJ's and old uh, Willis jeeps to uh, gladiators, uh, you know, uh, JL, you know, Rubicons, and. Everything else like that, everything else in between. There was actually gladiator. a gladiator up there that gladiator. had been built out to where it had three rows. Uh, it was it was made into a dually as well. It was really, really awesome. So, again, a little bit of flavor for everybody up there. Uh, but I'll tell you what, a day at the beach, uh, you know, a show that happens anywhere near a beach is an awesome thing in our opinion. So uh, if you want to check it out, our YouTube channel has a pretty cool video about it, so shameless plug there. Uh, but I wanted to call in and uh, just give you that sort of man-on-the-street report about it i will talk to y'all next week take care y'all bye
2: so uh, i like that commitment by the way uh talk to us next week so gary and this goes out to everybody else that goes to a show and you see a dually gladiator uh find the person that built the gladiator you know if they're there on site or maybe this the person that owns it and ask them what gear ratio they went to on the uh, differentials if they if they say uh 373 three, I guess then you know that that thing is uh, just uh, paper mache and uh, toothpicks
4: oh so. I'm seeing the video right now as we speak holy crap that is a piece of engineering <laughs> it's, it's a piece something of something else. yeah uh, it, now it very very well
2: could be something that's done the right way but uh, there was I, I saw, I I saw say, one I saw one recently, and the guy didn't know what, what gear ratio was in there. And those are huge tires,
4: huge wheels. So, they had now, to be I got, changed. I got to give some respect here, because the, the Jeep immediately before that one, it's an orange Jeep. It, it definitely came out of a mobile electronics lab. Uh, it's it's <laughs> definitely one of those, like, you know, uh, sound reinforcement Jeeps. Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to put, uh, let's see, one two three four five six. Seven, eight, nine, ten speakers in each of the rear doors. Yeah, those. because off road. Yeah. No, no, I got I got a deep <laughs> respect for it because this is the kind of stuff that I used to do for a living. So sure. uh, I see that that kind of stuff, and oh, I miss it so much. I I never ever want to work in retail ever again. I don't blame. Uh, you. But I, I I deeply miss customizing vehicles like this. And, and doing these insane kind of audio installs where you've got somebody's vehicle for weeks and weeks and you're and you're doing massive amounts of fiberglass and customization and it just you're transforming this vehicle into something entirely different. And and I just I deeply miss that. So any chance I get a anytime I get a chance to see this kind of workmanship, I I, I, I drool over it and and, no, uh, and I, I agree with, with it. you. It's amazing to see,
2: but for something that's an off road vehicle yeah, you it's know. a show vehicle. It's a show yeah, vehicle. Yeah, I know, but it's just no, like, that's like yeah. when you, to me, that's like when you take a, 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 a decent Jeep, you cut off the bed and you make it into a trailer. And it just, it, just, it was a Jeep that you sacrificed. So, but, <laughs> you know, to each their own, it's just the way
9: I feel about it. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, last week you talked about wheelbase like long wheelbase, <laughs> a short wheelbase Hen- wheel with the best wheel with. And uh, all I got to say about that is the best wheelbase to go wheeling with is the wheelbase you have. If all you have is a Chevy pickup truck, go wheeling in it. If all you have is a Suzuki Samurai, go wheeling in it with it. If all you have is your mom's tourist station wagon,
6: well. yeah,
9: <laughs> go wheeling. Just the biggest thing is go out there and uh, do what you can. It, you know, you're not. There's no one best vehicle for everything. Just get out there and enjoy it. And this is a part of the call where I should say that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> but have you heard about the astronaut who's claustrophobic? Yeah, it turned out he just needed some space.
6: <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah.
9: man I got a million of these things. All right, boys and oh. girls, I'll uh, chat you later. Have yeah, we'll a good one. Bye. Henry, uh, shut up. We've heard enough already. I, think I was, love Henry. I think that was six Henry. Uh, I uh, love Henry. yeah. He's, he's, yeah,
2: he's
0: making up for not being on the show. That's what's happening. I'd like
2: to know what time of day he was recording this for that, that chicken to be talking that much.
0: Well, it's a rooster to begin with, but not a
2: chicken. T- it's <laughs> not a chicken?
0: <laughs> no, well, they, Henry they, has to they be a rooster the same. to crow. It's just
2: a texture <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm serious, though. (laughs) Well, there's a
2: hen and there's a rooster, but they're all chickens. I remember this from Seinfeld. Well,
0: that is true. You are correct.
2: (laughs) Chris, I've been hearing on the news there's some really great deals to be had on trade-ins.
7: Yeah, Tony, thank you. First of all, my name is Chris Godwin. I'm the owner of South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. And Tony, we really thank you for your business. It was not just us selling a vehicle or you buying one. We were able to build a strong relationship, and I'm glad that uh, we're now together and talking about jeeps. But yeah, the world news, if you've heard it, is talking about if you have an extra car in your driveway or you want to trade, now is the time, whether you want to sell it outright to South Fork Dodge or you want to Uh, trade it in for a new one. Inventory is tight, but we have plenty of it because of our new Jeep facility, so if you're wanting to buy a new Jeep, Dodge Ram, any of it, come see me, and I can guarantee you an outstanding value on your vehicle right now with tight new car markets that makes used car trade-ins worth. There's no off-leases coming to the dealership, so we have to get them from customers, and that means paying top dollar.
2: Man, that's great. I'm enjoying the hell out of my Gladiator, uh, Chris, and I thank you for making it such a wonderful experience. To go over to South for Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, uh, located in uh, Manville, Texas?
7: Manville, Pearland. Most people say Pearland. It's at 288 and Magnolia Drive, right? One exit past 518 in the Pearland Town Center. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE. Ask for Chris, the owner. I'd be glad to take care of you.
2: Yeah, and I I, yeah, I was just re- reflecting on this. I was uh, watching some YouTube videos, and they were talking about some of the ways that dealerships and salesmen there at the dealerships, how they get you. They'll actually, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, Josh, Wendy, if you heard about this, but they'll actually uh, say all the paperwork's done like on a Saturday and send you home and then mm-hmm. uh, give you a call back Monday, Tuesday, a few nope. days later, and tell you mm-hmm. you're going to come back in and sign some more papers.
0: Biggest con ever, yeah.
2: I had never heard about this. And uh, I was thinking to myself, I didn't have to go through anything. I just had to go up there uh you know take the cake that i was given uh be sat down <laughs> treated with respect the uh, bs a little about jeeps and things and uh, signed some paperwork and i was done i got the payment that i wanted it it, 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 was, it was seamless it was smooth it was nice the only the only way it could have been better is uh if uh it had lasted a little a little uh not as quite as long but i guess that's that's typical financing they got to go through a lot of crap uh, the only thing to make it better would be cake, but you got a cake God, out I of it. I got a cake yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, actually, I need to he get. He got the- his
0: cake and gladiator too. Yeah, it's, and gladiator. It's a, uh,
2: it's, it's a bit, it's a bit old now, but I need to send that cake to you because it says Jeep Talk Show on it.
0: No, you uh, don't. You just no. Well, I'm going to pass on that one.
4: Thank you. Watch this green fuzzy envelope in my mail. That's weird. Oh, it's yummy! It's all
2: smeared. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, okay. It all tastes the same so yeah it was a it was a great a great experience and if you go out there uh and uh, and visit with Chris and his team, please let us know call in let us know what kind of experience you had, and we'll play it right here on the show. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows?
1: I think you have to keep that rig at
2: the now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download.
3: Uh, and if you're tired of all that other stuff, and thing with the big old tires
4: and Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more
2: you need to give me a beer so i guess it's been about three episodes now i've been wanting to mention this and i never can uh, find the right time or uh, oh, remember please. to do it Sit There's here a cream
4: for it trust me it'll clear itself it'll I, clear I don't know
2: <laughs> uh, I, is there a youtube video that you could send me about how to apply that cream josh <laughs> oh, i'm not, not going to show you again
0: <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> Look away, listeners. Look so away. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, uh, but I recently took a delivery of a 2021 Jeep Gladiator.
0: No, I what? wasn't. Are you <laughs> kidding? Is this, yeah, oh, oh, this is news to me. I've been gone two weeks, and this
2: happened. And it has the 8.4 inch the uh, dis- uh, display with the Alpine uh, stereo system, upgraded stereo system in it. Okay. And I was listening to one of our uh, a couple of our podcasts, and oh my god, it sounds good. I don't know if it's the show or if it's the Jeep, but I together it's hearing
4: your own voice. That's a, really
2: what it is. It's it, it sounds better when it's not echoing in my head. Uh, I yeah. can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It sounds wonderful. The show sounds really good, and you guys should experience the same th- same thing in uh, your Gladiator, your uh, LJ, your JT, your TJ, your M O U S E, whatever you got. Uh, because you can uh, you can listen to the uh, the Jeep Talk Show. In your vehicle of choice Although it is better when you're in a Jeep
4: Well we are, have been voted as one of the best Sounding podcasts on the planet So it is the reason why we are in the top uh, 10 or 15% now of all uh, uh, Podcasts on the planet And we are the number one most downloaded Jeep podcast In the world
3: Yahoo! From around the world
4: <laughs> Or from your city
3: And sometimes just down the street Howdy neighbor it's the
10: Jeep
2: Talk Show interview. righty yo, boys and girls! It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and tonight we're going to be uh, taking a bit of a departure from what we normally do on our interview on our interviews. We're going to be speaking with Kevin K. K is the last initial, not K A Y. And uh, Kevin is a, uh, I guess, a lucky slash unlucky person. Uh, lucky that he was able to purchase a 2020 Jeep Gladiator unlucky because it burst into flames i I, I, kevin is it fair to say you were unlucky uh, about having it burst into flames
11: i would i would agree yes (laughs) it was in my driveway (laughs) and it just had it uh, decided it was wanted to wanted to
2: cook a little bit was it was it a hot day did you had you just bought one of those fire pits because I always think that, you know, you buy enough, one of those Jeep fire pits, it's just bad mojo. You're just asking for a vehicle to catch on fire if you buy one and then light a fire in the middle of it.
11: <laughs> no,
2: yeah.
11: No, it was, it, was, it was July the 1st. so It was just right before the 4th of July. And I had it taking pictures to send to my sister. Uh, she lives about 120 miles away from me and I had it sitting in the driveway, just sitting there idling, taking a few pictures. And the next thing I know, it burst into flames, and I jumped into it because it was right up next to the garage. I had just pulled it out of the garage and backed it up into into my driveway, got
2: out of it, and called nine one one. And so when you when other. you when you jumped into it and moved it away from your house, which well, well, I remember the picture you sent me. I was I thought, well, that's great that it was that far away from the house. That could have been really bad. But you you actually moved it. Did you just put it into neutral and it, it, it went down the, the 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 ramp, so to speak? Or did you actually start it and drive it uh, away from the house?
11: And so it, it was it was sitting there. I had pulled it out of a garage to take some photos. Right. And so it was running. I, it, it's sitting there idling. It's sitting yeah. there running. Okay, and I'm taking those pictures, and all of a sudden, smoke starts coming out from under the hood. My first thought was radiators overheating.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that, uh, that it's smoke when it's actually steam. But this wasn't uh, this wasn't steam at all. That would have been good news,
11: right? So it was it was smoke. So I just started backing it up, uh, and as soon as I got to the point where I could get out of it, I got out of it, and I was at that time. The flames were starting to come out from under the hood, and in an effort to try to do something, I was going to get a fire extinguisher, and before I could even come up with a fire extinguisher, it had turned into a massive fire just within less than a minute. And so we called 911, and the fire department shows up, and first thing they do is the fire chief comes to me, and he says, is it full of fuel? And I said, yes, sir, it is. Uh, And he asked me how many gallons it holds. And I had to convey to him that I was not sure because I had just purchased it 13 days ago. But it was full of fuel. And they did not have foam with them. So he said, all we can do is try to keep it from spreading until it burns
2: all the fuel out. That's horrible. You just have to sit there and watch your new Jeep burn. So you did answer a question I was going to ask. It was a brand new purchase, only 13 days old. About how many miles do you think you had put on it? And and this is a a brand new purchase. It wasn't a used uh, Gladiator. You bought this no, thing brand new. Exactly noise. correct. It
11: was it was brand new, and I know that it was very close to 700 miles.
2: All right. So I, I, I haven't hit
11: 13 days and about 700 miles on
2: Kevin, you're you're scaring me. I don't have I don't have 700 miles on mine yet.
11: <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck.
2: What what uh, color was this thing? I mean, it was flame red when it was it, done. But what did, what color did yeah. it start out with?
11: Well, this one, the first one was white, and it was the sport package. And I had bought it with the intentions of getting, you know, the plain Jane and taking it and adding stuff to it like I wanted it, so I could, you know, say. Make the changes and end up with exactly what you wanted. Yeah,
2: customize it, right? Yeah.
11: Yeah, you know, Yeah, and uh, as as uh, didn't get to that point <laughs> before Carl well, Firenberg.
2: Luckily, down. because you would have lost all that stuff. So it's 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 kind of good yeah. in a way.
11: Well, I had had some work done on it, and all of it's gone too. I'd had I'd had the wheels changed out. i have had twenty inch wheels put on it and tires and uh a two inch lift kit put on it and it i mean because when it caught on fire it burned everything in sure and oh, busted of all the concrete off the driveway and melted the siding on the house it was a it was a big fire
2: okay so do you think anything and i'm sure you you've already gone through this with investigators uh did you think that any of that work that had been done was uh, part of the reason for the fire
11: Personally, I don't know now. then I have talked originally when this thing started. The first thing I did was I just called my insurance company sure and i and I gave and I told them I said the vehicle that I have just recently purchased an insurance to you is now gone. It's caught on fire and burned to the ground in my driveway uh, I said i do not want i said i i'm I'm calling you to start a claim, but I do not want to." Uh, have a check written to me from you. I said I want you to help me investigate this, figure out who was at fault because it's either the vehicle uh, jeep or the company that had, did the extra step on it. And I said I don't know.
2: Okay, well you were you were open to that possibility that the company had, that had put the lift on or that uh, I can't really see wheels and tires, right. but but anything's possible. You 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 weren't sure where the problem was. You just know that you didn't go over there and light it on a fire.
11: <laughs> I, that's exactly it I just knew that the vehicle that I uh, had just purchased a brand new vehicle and had uh, $5,000 worth of extras put on it and it's gone now and, and so I figured you know it's it's either the, the Jeep itself with, a, with an issue or the work that was done from the, the secondary shop was an right. issue but right. either way I'm just figuring hey I'll be taken care of Oh you know, yeah, the insurance you company, and
2: start you pay that good hard earned money and then that's what an insurance company does. They, they either pay you directly yes. or, and then they go after somebody or you know, it's, it's nice that you're actually saying, I don't want you guys paying for it uh, because I just want you to do the thing that you do to investigate it. So uh, yeah. if I'm not skipping ahead for, too far here in the sort of story, what did the insurance company find?
11: Well, when I contacted the insurance company, they filed everything and first thing they you know i waited a few days and called them back and they said now that this is going to take an investigation and it will be it will involve jeep so it will take a long time to try to get things figured out
6: <laughs> so sense. don't
11: be in a rush yeah you know for us to figure out exactly what what the, what the cause was so i waited for about six to eight weeks i don't have the exact time frame and I called them, and they said, oh, no, and they said, "We're this is, this thing is like we told you before, because I had gone down and signed papers releasing for, for the vehicle to be moved to the insurance yard and signed everything so that it was no longer my responsibility, except for the payments on it. And uh, when, when they kept telling me that it was under investigation, finally, I just called Jeep in Toledo, Ohio, and got on the uh, call center and said I needed to check the status of a vehicle fire, gave them the VIN number, and my insurance company had not even contacted them or informed them that their vehicle had burned to the ground, and it had been over eight weeks.
2: Hmm. And
11: that was the first that Jeep knew about any type of a fire.
2: That's really weird.
11: So, you know, I'm thinking, okay, now then I'm trying to find why This thing caught on fire with no help, hardly at all. So Jeep assigned a gentleman, I won't use his name, an investigator from Jeep, and me and him started communicating and talking. And I had informed him of the extra work that was done on it and gave him their contact information. And they signed and set up an uh, uh, investigation officially for the vehicle uh hold hold on just a second please sure okay so uh and so they they started uh the investigation the the secondary shop informed me that there would be an investigation uh, and they called me one day when it was set up i was not invited to the investigation there was a jeep
2: well, I can the, I can kind of understand that. I mean, you, since you had nothing yeah. to do with the fire, it, it makes sense. But yeah. it would be nice to yeah. it would have been nice to be included, since you know you definitely were somebody that lost something, though.
11: Right. Yeah. So they had the investigation, uh, and I was informed by the secondary shop uh, that initially the investigators said that there and he uh, found that the problem when the fire started. And he said, uh, this is this is it. And he said, it looks like that it was a, a problem with the secondary shop. So they brought the, the crew out that did the work on it, talked to the engineer, explained to him what they did. And then they were told, okay, well, apparently that it wasn't something that y'all did. Looks like maybe it was something from the factory at Jeep. And this is secondhand information that I'm getting. You know, so I don't know the exact details of all that discussion, so when I called the Jeep engineer and told him uh that uh, I needed to know something, he said, "Well, I'm turning my paperwork in he didn't give me any information he said ten day ten to fourteen days, I should to have an answer for you right So I waited ten days exactly because <laughs> I'm still interested. <laughs> watching the clock, know, now yeah. we're now we're going on two and a half months, and I don't know anything, you know. Uh, hopefully,
2: hopefully the Jeep had been removed got- by by that time. It wasn't still smoldering in your driveway after two no, months. No, it
11: wasn't. It, it's, Good. it's long gone. Good. Uh, The only only uh, memories I have of it at that time was I'm going to the bank every month
2: and making a payment on it. That was was the other thing I was going to say. It's two months, and you think, okay, well, everything's going to be taken care of. But now you don't have a Jeep Gladiator to drive, and you can't go out and buy another one. I mean, I suppose you could. but I,
11: I did. I did. That was my problem, is I was going to the bank every month and giving them payments for two Jeep Gladiators. <laughs> I owned one of them, and the other one's
2: gone. See, I think most people yeah. would have had to have waited before they got the next vehicle. That and that was the direction I was going. But this is even worse for you because you figured it was going to get settled just, just fine, insurance company or somebody. Yeah. So I need to get, I need something to drive. So I went and got me another Gladiator. Two payments. My God, were they both the same amount, or, or was one higher than the other? Well,
11: they were both within fifteen dollars of each other <laughs> you know and the second one cost more than the first one well of course that's <laughs> I, you know and this... you always got to step up a little bit so right. i just got a little well, bit of extras I, you yeah. know i'm just a country boy from oklahoma <laughs> and i thought hey i didn't do anything yeah. take care of this they're going to pay me and i'm going to be back to where i was at on july the first at 8, 8 p.m before anything happened but I hadn't got there yet, you know. I'm, on, I'm coming up on a year anniversary, and I'm still upside down several thousand dollars on the vehicle. Uh, so, you know. But when I finally got the information from Jeep, they just told me that, yeah, that their investigator had turned the paperwork in. And officially, I could not prove that it was a factory issue.
2: I guess I can see that. Depending on did the investigator actually even look at the the remains that he investigate the the burned yes. jeep? Okay. He was, good. He was
11: at the, the investigator was the jeep investigator was on site at the location.
2: Okay, good. Well, I guess I fire kind of takes care of things, but you would you would suspect that you'd be able to see where the fire came from. Did you get any information about what possibly had caused the fire? I mean, it, the engine was running. There had been some modifications made, but. Uh, was there anything other than it, it, that you, the thing you already knew, it caught on fire and burned to the ground?
11: The only thing that I got was I got a picture that was taken. and had two yellow tie- zip ties around what they told me. Like I said, it's all just a charred mess, which was the main wiring harness for the vehicle. And it was pinched between some bolts on uh, the motor mount on the vehicle.
6: Oh. And the main
11: wiring harness. Okay. And I have that picture, and I still have it today. That's all I received, and I received that not from Jeep. I received that from the secondary shop. They were showing me this is this is what they determined was the problem, you know, so that it wasn't anything that we did. And that's all I've got, that and a letter from Jeep telling me that they were very sorry for my <laughs> inconvenience yeah. and that they, you know, that I, they wouldn't just wasn't sure that I could prove that it was a factory issue.
2: Right. So this the, the, the shop that gave you the picture, was this the shop that put on the lift?
11: Yes, it was.
2: I can, I can certainly understand how uh, if you've got a wiring harness running through a motor mount in some way, shape, or form, uh, driving the vehicle and making the motor move side to side could, could yeah. wear into that wire and uh, cause an issue. Yeah. So yeah. It, was this something, uh, they took the picture before or after the fire?
11: This picture was taken totally after the fire during the investigation of what caused the fire. Yeah. Uh, I figured it was who took the picture. Yeah. But it's got two yellow zip ties on either side, you know, so that you know what your which area to look at in the picture.
2: So I figured it was after the fire, but I was going to ask, I, that's why I was asking if it was before, because it'd been like, well, why the hell didn't they tell you that this might be a yeah. problem before it burst into flames? So good. It happened yeah. afterwards. And it, it was, it's neat that they were able to to provide that information for you. And of course, it was certainly in their best interest to make sure that it wasn't uh, put on them and anything that they had done. Right. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that any of the wiring would have had to have been moved around for the for the lift. What lift uh, uh, brand, whatever make that you have put on the uh, on the Gladiator? It wasn't a Mopar lift, was it?
11: I could not tell you what brand it was. All I asked, I went to him and I said, I'd like to lift it up a couple of inches. I was very not, you know, and maybe that's bad on my part. I didn't even know what I was getting, and I told them, I said, I like those wheels hanging on the wall, and I like those tires, and I'd like you to lift it up enough to make those 20-inch wheels and tires work on this
6: vehicle.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there's nothing and wrong with they, that. They, you they you they went to some informa- place. They
11: took that information and said, okay, we yeah. can make that
2: happen. No, you went to a place that you uh, expected for them to know what they were doing, and you yeah. said, I want that and that, and you know, I'm paying you guys to make it happen, and and they understood that, yeah. and, and that's what happened. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you not knowing. I, I, just, I was just curious yeah. if maybe uh, the yeah. the the model yeah. the make of the lift might have had something to do with it. Certainly, if it was the Mopar, because Mopar makes a two-inch lift uh, that I'm actually going to be putting on mine. And I was thinking that if it was the Mopar lift, my God, those people actually designed it specifically for the for the the, the vehicle that was built by their their yeah. company, so that shouldn't be a problem. But but at this point, and we it, don't know. It's
11: probably on the paperwork, you know, where I got the picked everything up, but. All I looked at was the dollar amount after it all burned oh, yeah, to the ground. I didn't, look, I didn't look at the make, model, or anything like that. I just knew that I had a Jeep Gladiator 2020 pickup that burned up in my driveway and so, gone. And I'm thinking, I didn't do anything wrong, and I'm the one who's having all the problems.
2: So now, at this point, you've got a, a another a, a brand-new Gladiator that hasn't caught on fire yet. Uh, was it also a 2020? Is it also a 2020? Yes, it is. Okay, it so, is. so now went, you've got went, the— uh,
11: three days after the fire, it burned up on July the first, and on the fourth of July, I went and purchased another one.
2: Now, see if the fire so had happened out, on the fourth of July. A white
11: one, <laughs> and now that I own a black one. I told well, everybody you buy a white one, you burn it to the <laughs> ground, and turn into a it, pile of ashes, and then you it, end up with black.
2: It was a Jeep that wanted to be black. That's why it caught on fire. Yeah, of course. So uh, the the so the uh, it, would, it would be a lot more interesting story if it actually had caught on fire on July the fourth. This let you know whenever you're oh yeah when you're embellishing yeah, and the and I, the I story. Told everybody,
11: that was an early Fourth of July <laughs> display, and just to put their money in the mailbox for for all the extra effects on, on July the first.
2: <laughs> but you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh so the the company that did the lift and and the, put the wheels and the tires on it, um they weren't able to do anything for you because it wasn't their fault. But but surely That's the correct. insurance company that you were paying, you know, for <laughs> you know, I don't know if you'd even made a payment on the insurance yet, but but that doesn't matter. They were insuring the vehicle, then you know, the worst case is you don't know what happened uh you can't actually blame it on uh uh, jeep fca the the people that put on the lift lift manufacturer you know whatever things happen sometimes and so the insurance company just just wrote you a check to cover for the the full amount right
11: well you know i have to say when you buy a brand new vehicle it's never worth the value that that you pay for it when you drive it off the lot oh no and and that's that is so my insurance did write me a check. I did not they told me how much they were going to pay and I wouldn't agree with it, so I never signed any paperwork. Right. Didn't know that they had even sent me a check. They sent the check to the bank where the loan was from. So as I go down one month to make a monthly payment for two Jeeps, they told me that I only owe for one this month because they had received a check for partial payment of of their original loan on the first one so it was about eight thousand dollars short of paying the vehicle off
2: oh my god and that doesn't include the modifications
11: that doesn't include five thousand dollars worth of modifications. nor does it include two thousand three hundred dollars for a tag that i had to put on that vehicle that burned to the ground that states that the vehicle is no longer roadworthy but I had to pay the. I had to go down there and buy a tag for it. I bought tag for both vehicles on the same day. So, and both tags cost around two thousand three hundred dollars.
2: Now, what is this tag? What does it do?
11: It's the state the tag tax
2: Oh, the Gotcha. Vehicle. Gotcha. I see what and you're I saying. And yeah.
11: they gave me. They said, now this one is for the for the first vehicle, and it's not roadworthy. So you you know. So, they gave me a tag it's hanging in my garage it says not roadworthy, but it costs the exact same amount for the one that is roadworthy. Well, so God I bless them-
2: the government. They got to get their money, right?
11: Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. So, I, so, you know, I give them $4,600 and somewhat dollars for two tags.
2: So, uh, and you're in Oklahoma, perfect. correct? That's correct. So, uh, surely you can just contact the Oklahoma governor and say, look, I understand that you guys get these taxes for you know for the roads and everything else, you know all yeah. the upkeep and stuff. This jeep was alive for 13 days. It's not using your roads or anything else. So why am I paying two thousand uh, dollars to help support this stuff that, that this jeep isn't going to use? And I'm sure so right we, away we, he'll he'll cut yeah. you a check. He'll just write oh, you a yeah. check and I'm, say,
11: I'm, <laughs> I, I am exactly positive of that. Because I, I went down to the, to the Oklahoma uh, Tax Commission before I went and bought the tag and ask him i said do i have to buy a tag for this vehicle you know i'm just a, wanting to I'm, i don't want to do anything illegal but i don't want to spend a bunch of extra money which is what i'm in the process of doing and they said no you have to go ahead and buy a tag for it they said your tag will not will be a non roadworthy tag but you have to tag it
2: what was going to happen to you if said, you said, didn't it, it was, if you didn't
11: pay I their blood know. money I don't know. A lot of people have asked me that question. What if you wouldn't have done that?
2: Well, could come, come, I don't know come, because come just, seize uh, the vehicle. You know, here you go. <laughs> I'm it.
11: just a nice guy that tries to do what's right. So I went down and bought two tags.
2: Uh, you're nicer than me. I would. I, I, they would have sent me taken me to court or something before I paid that. You know, so that's a, that's insult I to just injury. Kept
11: thinking, during all of this process, you know, buying tags, you're within four or five weeks of. Uh, after it's burned, and I just keep thinking, I'm going to open up the mailbox one of these days, and there's (laughs) going to be a check in there that pays for all of this stuff.
2: And there's going to be an explosive explosive device to shut you up, yeah.
11: (laughs) Yeah, they're just going to say, hey, here you go. We're sorry about your problem, but we want to make everything right. And that was on July the 1st of 2020, and now we're sitting there on May the 18th of 2021, And I hadn't opened up the mailbox for any check yet.
2: Oh, jeez. So
11: total, you know, you got tag tax and title, which I had to pay. You got the difference on your insurance. Well, I had Gap. I purchased it when I bought the vehicle. So I'm thinking, I've never used Gap, but I've always bought Gap. Well, I was going to ask you that.
2: I'd forgotten what it was called, but I knew that there was a type of insurance that you could get that would cover the depreciation. At least that's what I thought.
11: Right, and that's what I thought also. But there are several things that aren't covered under GAP. One being an uh, extended warranty that I purchased for that vehicle when I bought it brand new from Jeep. It's not covered under GAP. Well, I don't need a warranty for that vehicle anymore, <laughs> but when I signed the papers, I did. So I had to pay $3,000 for an extended warranty for 13 days and jeep never volunteered to give me any of that money back either
2: man that deal should have came with a hooker uh actually uh, probably had two or three hookers uh, <laughs> that's a know, lot of money you know it
11: just it's just a, it's just something that went wrong and every time i turned around it was just stacking on top of it. Well,
2: the, the me, let me ask you this. The, the, I'm sorry, was, this was your first Jeep that you've ever, ever owned, is that correct? First Jeep I've ever owned, yes. and, and you bought two. So was the, the the one, the first one, the one that burned to the ground after 13 days of use, was it so impressive to you that you were saying, well, that's fine, I'm, I'm going to go buy another one? And even though it might burn to the ground, you, you, you liked the Jeep that much that you, you, you had to go buy a second one?
11: My my deal that drove me to this vehicle, as I, like I may have mentioned, I used to ride a motorcycle. I had a, we had a touring bike, the Harley Davidson. My wife rode on the back of that bike. We put over 50,000 miles on it in two and a half years. And she was on the back of it for probably 90% of those miles. She loved it as much as I did. And her health is extremely poor now. She's in a wheelchair. Uh, she's not even 60 years old. Oh, no. When I saw this vehicle with the top off of it and, you know, stripped down, it reminded me that I could put her in it, we could go back to the locations we used to on our motorcycle, we could relive when we were riding a bike, and she would be comfortable. And that was my whole goal by purchasing this vehicle. And then this happened last year, and... Within the last three months, she's been diagnosed with uh, terminal illness and is home uh, with a few months to live.
2: So have you guys had a chance at all to get out in the new Jeep and and experience some of those things that you were hoping to experience?
11: We we did. Just didn't get to experience leaving town. We got to ride around uh, in town with the top and the doors and all that stuff off, but her health... Yeah. deteriorated so fast
2: i'm so sorry that kevin we, that's horrible yeah that we didn't so yeah anyway sorry well, no no i understand that's part of the story that, that, and it's part of your life yeah,
11: that's 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 the reason for the purchase of the jeep was to try to get back to the motorcycle base.
2: Mm-hmm. How, how, how did that uh th- does that I know you haven't had much of a chance to get out and drive around much in it, but just uh, driving topless and stuff—how close of an experience that to the, to the motorcycle uh, riding? Uh, how do they compare? Was it was it close to the same type of experience?
11: It is. It is very much. It is. It is. Uh, it is exactly what I felt like it would be. And I've never—I know you can let the windshield even down on them. I've not done that, and I don't tend to do that. <laughs> I don't right. want to get that much of a motorcycle feel, <laughs> you know. But uh, no, uh, it was—it's—it uh, is—it is close to riding a bike. You know, you don't get that lean when you go around curves and all that type of stuff. But you get the wind—the wind blowing through your hair and the open, like you do on a bike. So yeah, right. it, it is great, and I love the vehicle. I'm just sorry about what happened on the first one and I wish that someone well, it, would step up it, and it, say
2: it cut hey, into the time that you could have had to go off and do things and yeah. uh, with with your wife whenever failing health but not not the situation you're in now. Would would you mind uh and if you don't want to, I, I certainly understand, but would you would you mind sharing your, your wife's first name here on the in, in the interview?
11: No. Her name is Joan. Joan. Uh, yeah, Joan. We've been married uh
10: Coming up this
11: year, 40 years.
2: My goodness.
11: Uh, she's, uh, she'll be 60 years, she was 60 years old last year, so.
2: Wow, you got her 20 years old. That's a, uh, uh, yep. that's uh that's a I, long I time. Almost,
11: I just almost stole her out of the crisis. Well, I wasn't going to
2: say that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kevin, is there is there anything that you're looking forward to here as far as the 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 Jeep gone? I'm, uh, there's the insurance company's done what they're going to do. Uh, the uh, FCA has has said it wasn't their fault. The company that uh, did the uh, the lift and the tires and the wheels uh, say it's not their fault. There's there's no hope here for any kind of restitution uh, except for the the rare possibility that you may go to the mailbox and. Find a big stack of hundreds in there, I guess. Uh, so this is it's this is just your story. I think, it's I uh, think I'm
11: done. Yeah. I think that it's, it's all done, and it. I've after I figure everything up, I owned that white one 13 days. Uh, the number that I am upside down on is somewhere between 13 to 14,000. So I figure, hey, I rented it for a thousand eleven hundred dollars a day. Yeah, you know, uh, and there's no need right. to get upset.
2: It's as way it is. And yeah.
11: It's it's just, you know, things is it fair?
2: I don't believe no, so. No, not at all. But Especially with know. the gap insurance. Who I'd like to know who the insurance company was. I would like for people to know that you purchased gap insurance well, and the insurance company The gap
11: company. policy was through Jeep. Oh. When I bought um, you know, when you buy the vehicle, and you're filling the paperwork out, they offer you gap coverage and I said, yeah, I'll take it.
2: Hey, Maybe let me make sure. The so, gap uh, gap coverage means that the depreciation value. I mean, this is what the Jeep you paid for it. This is what it's going to be worth, or they—they or they probably don't even know, but it's going to be worth less than than when you bought it. And the gap insurance is to cover you between those two values. Is that correct?
11: That was my understanding too. Yes.
2: Okay. So, and this was bought through FCA or through the dealership.
11: Yes. Through FCA. This was this this was bought through FCA. To the, to, it was on the original paperwork where you. Get a loan, pur- purchase the vehicle. I signed it all. You know, I bought an extended warranty. I bought gap coverage. Uh, I mean, you did everything you
2: things, everything you could possibly
11: everything do that I thought that I needed to do to take care of a vehicle that was brand new, wow. and it didn't work out.
2: That is horrible, horrible, horrible. You know, and I've
11: never ever asked anybody for anything other than to be made back to zero i never asked for anything yeah extra oh my neck anyone. or any of that
2: stuff yeah i understand that's yeah. I, that's what i would expect and it sounds like you it didn't yeah. it doesn't sound like you missed anything it just sounds like you were let down by one or more uh more companies in this now obviously you went back to jeep and said hey i got gap insurance why are, where's the eight grand the difference between what yeah. the insurance company's paying and what i still owe on this and what did they say
11: right. They just said I've got a letter explaining what what's not covered and why it's not covered, and they said that's just that's the policy with that that you signed up for.
2: So if there's a fire, it's it's not covered. Is that is that basically what it says? Well, no, it's it's covered, but you know they didn't they did,
11: Gap does not pay for an extended warranty. It pays for the value of the vehicle. It doesn't pay oh, for anything. Oh, that's what I purchase. missed earlier. Okay. I did Yeah, I didn't. i I apologize. I didn't make that clear. But I just thought, you know, and that was in part of the loan. The extended warranty was part of the loan. Mm-hmm. I thought that they would just drop that because there was never anything yeah. to use an extended warranty on. It burned to the ground. Sure. But, no, it was, it was in the paperwork that I signed.
2: But, that, I but, that, but that wasn't $8,000. That was $3,000, right?
11: That was $3,000. That's correct. And... But see, eight thousand was when my insurance company was the difference part. Now the gap did get send me a check for uh, three thousand five hundred dollars less, and there was three thousand dollars for the gap for the extended warranty, and then there was uh, some time had gone by, so there was interest at the bank. And I totally understand that. I yeah. just kept thinking that one day I'm going to go to the mailbox, whether from Jeep or whoever, there's going to be a check that pays for the whole thing. Why do I need to? hustle and run around and fill file gap because I just kept thinking the more that I get covered on this the less likely I am that I'm going to recover a large check from someone that takes ownership of this you know so I just kept thinking waiting for something good to happen and so that I didn't have to go do a bunch of paperwork someone's going to go hey you know yeah we did we did look in this a little bit farther we see where your problem was here's the check to pay things off
2: uh, That's just really a shame. Never work so, at this point, is there? Uh, I'm, I guess I'm trying to look for a, a positive on this. <laughs> is is there anything that you could have done differently uh, to to not be in this situation that you're in now?
11: The only thing that I would have done in, in hindsight is I would have filed my insurance and tried to collect from it, and and worked with my insurance company a little bit more to make sure of them just sending a check to the bank filed the gap policy immediately so that I could collect from that. And then if after I start running into some issues at corporate with these companies, start talking to the local people and asking them, you know, the local dealer and the local insurance instead of just dealing with people over the telephone that I don't know.
2: Do you think you should have gotten a lawyer involved uh, in retrospect? I
11: tried to get a lawyer involved. And the first thing that lawyers ask you when you have, any type of an issue, because we try to get a lawyer right, way up front but was, was anybody hurt?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah,
11: no. that makes Did sense. anybody die? No. You know, so, well, what do you want? I want to be <laughs> made whole. Well, that's not worth my time.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
11: You know, so then I finally get a lawyer that wants to help me, and he deals with it a little bit, but then he figures out, he calls me, and he goes, this is not gonna be worth my time. He said, You're you're looking at thirteen to fourteen thousand dollars, that's not very much money. And then by the time I add my stuff on there, he goes, That's gonna be more than what they owe you now. It's not worth my time, so I quit. Wow
2: basically. So Justice in know, America. And,
11: yeah. Nobody wants if it's not a large amount, nobody wants to deal with it. And thirteen thousand doesn't sound like a large amount until you ride a check out of your account and it's gone and you have nothing for it it's pretty good
2: $13,000 is a lot of money and I, I guarantee it's a lot of money to those lawyers too it this they see that they're not going to get $13,000 they'll be lucky yeah. if they get a few hundred or maybe a thousand so right. that's like yeah well I don't yeah. have I got I got bills to pay I got to do other things and it's a shame right. uh, because if if more of that stuff was, I mean, I don't like I don't like being litigious. I don't like lawsuits, uh, just for the sake of a lawsuit. But if but it's it's important whenever you're not getting what you think you should be, uh, what you do, and you certainly thirteen day your uh, thirteen day old Jeep certainly you would expect this to get back to zero at least get yeah. back to zero. That's
11: that's all I'm. That's all I was looking for. It's all I've ever looked for. Yeah. Just to get back back to where I was at.
2: Well, Kevin, I, I don't know what to tell you. I appreciate you sharing your story with us, and I, I hate that you're you're going through all this. And uh, I'm going to uh, recommend that all our listeners out there that uh, you uh, that, that are praying individuals, please uh, say a prayer for Joan and, and Kevin. Uh, Kevin, be strong. Uh, 40 years, uh, that's a wonderful amount of time to be able to spend with a person. And uh, uh, are you going to do you, – do you see yourself uh, – Using this Gladiator in the future, or is it going to be uh, maybe going up uh, for sale soon? Uh, how do you no, How do you see?
11: This is this is the only vehicle that that we own. Uh, it's now it's now my car. Uh, you know, I drive it every day, and I get I get tons of questions about it. <laughs> you know, because it's cause it's something new. It's so a head turner. Yeah. People's eye. You know, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm I'm happy with this one. It's just the first one had a problem. And <laughs> you know.
2: Well, maybe maybe they found the issue and corrected it in the uh, in the factory. If if indeed it was a factory issue, it was. Yeah. Not. So uh, obviously, how long have you had this one?
11: I purchased this first one that burned to the ground. I purchased it June 18th. I know that the h it burned on July the 1st. Then I purchased this one. This one's easy to remember. July the 4th.
2: And so July fourth twenty twenty. Twenty So coming up on a yep. year. So it's made made it past the thirteen day burn notice. So hopefully yes. hopefully yeah. it's not going to be a problem. Now does this one have a lift and, and tires and wheels on it, or are you waiting uh, to do that on this one?
11: I'm I'm waiting on this one. I'd love to have done it right away, but whenever you make go to the bank every month and make two two vehicle payments and you own one vehicle, that kind of slows oh, down yeah,
2: of course. other
11: other extra other extra activities. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you got the base, though, so you can always do yep. the lift and everything else I later. I do whatever so. I want
11: to, yeah. yeah, when I get through all of this.
2: Well, Kevin. Again, yes, thank yeah. you for sharing your story with us. I'm I, I'm so sorry that all this has happened. I mean, how horrible! I mean, I think that is the the thing that uh, everybody fears whenever they buy a new vehicle. Not so much that it catches on fire, but th- it's going to be in an accident or and this wonderful wow. vehicle that it's just going to be gone in an instant. I had a uh, I, well, actually, I still have a Jeep Cherokee that I bought brand new in 1998. And it, it, it in my head every so often I think about what's going to happen if I lose this thing. I've had it driven it for twenty three yeah. years, and uh, but it, it it's it's made it. So I'm I'm hoping I'm going to use that same positive vibe for the Gladiator <laughs> that the XJ has. Yeah. No,
11: I, I I would be that way too. I agree hundred mm-hmm. percent. Always the main thing is I always look for the good because there's a, I mean there's a lot of people got a lot worse things. Happening. Oh,
2: absolutely. You yeah.
11: Know, so look I, at the positive. We A church lesson several years ago from a a wonderful preacher that's passed on is look for the good. Because if you look at the world today, people focus on the negative.
2: Oh, yeah. Life is too short to be negative. Be positive. Have a good time. Enjoy the thing. You got another gladiator. Enjoy it. And the only downside I can see to this is that you had a second chance to get a red Jeep and you didn't do it. Now, if you had gotten the red one, you would have been <laughs> you would have been a lot better off. All right, Kevin, thank you, know, you so yeah, much. I appreciate your time right now. Oh, of course, thank you so much, and uh, uh, we'll uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again soon in the future, and uh, maybe maybe that uh, maybe you can let us know when right. that that big check comes in the in the mail. There you go.
11: Okay, I'll, I'll be tickled pink to call you tomorrow and let you know that I went out there after we got through and it was sitting
4: there. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. What a horrific set of events. I can't thank Keenan enough for coming on, uh, Kevin, rather, for coming on and, and talking about uh, his Jeep burning down. His, how would it, how would you feel? What yeah. would it be like to see your own Jeep engulfed in flames in your driveway? Just, Just for a second, run that picture through your mind.
0: No, and, I don't and, want and to. What it's that very sad.
4: Feeling was gonna, no, I, I do not wish this on anybody uh and, and let alone what this guy had to go through uh everything else uh, aside from that so uh kevin hats off to you man uh i wish nothing but the best and, and hope things a- end up getting worked out for you
2: now the the really sad thing about this is is that uh kevin had two chances to buy a red jeep and it was white the first time oh, and, and black
4: oh. the second time nothing <laughs> to do with <laughs> 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 although <laughs> well. Now, we also want to let you guys know that we've received some great suggestions for interviews lately, and we're diligently working on scheduling some of actually your suggestions. That's right. We've, we're actually uh, you know pursuing some of these and, and getting somewhere. So in the meantime, however, if you haven't done so already, or even if you have, take a few minutes to write in or call the show and share your idea for our next great guest. Go to JeepTalkShow.com slash contact right now before you forget to find out how. Hey,
2: coming up next week, we'll be talking with Midland Radio, makers of one of the most popular CB radios in the community for over 60 years. They also make GMRS radios because I just recently installed three in the uh, three TJs here at the house so that we could all communicate nice. uh, with one another. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I expect the model number in chat, sir, uh, any time now. Yeah, for-
0: I mean, information, please.
2: Gosh, I wish I could remember it. I could uh, have to have to break thought, break three, here but you and
4: buy five or six of them. Come on, yeah, no, <laughs> it's
2: a it's a weird thing. But it all it's like everything's in the uh, the microphone thing. So you have a little base that you can mount anywhere you like. And This oh, is important yeah, in a jeep. Yeah. Uh, no, because so, I've of space. installed
4: I've installed the uh, the CB version of that uh, in lots of jeeps. Very very popular item because uh, once you disconnect the microphone, pretty much you're you're taking the entire CB with you everything else is behind the dash, underneath the floor or wherever you want to put it uh, and completely out of the way. So, uh, very, very sanitary install. Looks really cool and doesn't take up any space.
2: And since uh, GMRS works at uh, about 460 megahertz, uh, you don't need an antenna any longer than about uh, six inches. So, you get this little stub of an antenna on your Jeep, which is great for off-roading. Uh, you don't have to worry yeah, about here, here. beating the hell out of somebody. Yeah. So, Dang it, now I want one. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's really nice. And... uh so uh, yeah, we'll have all, uh, all that, uh, all the GMRS set up for the uh, for the all the jeeps here at the uh, at Studio A. We'll we'll call it. And uh, the great thing is too, you can uh, now the you get a license for GMRS through the FCC. And uh, right now uh, they have lowered the price. Shor- shortly after I spent the seventy five bucks for a ten year license, it's like seven dollars and fifty cents a year. Uh, they lowered it to thirty-five dollars uh, for ten years, so you can even get a can license you get this for
4: the AARL. Or is it like only? It is not the
2: ham radio TV? at all. It is a GRMS service with the FCC, so it has nothing to do with ham radio. But it's very similar. Uh, there so, are there are repeaters. Uh, okay. So if you're familiar with two meters or or mm-hmm. seventy centimeters with the repeaters, uh, you have the same type of uh, 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 possibilities with GMRS. The license part. This is not to be confused with FRS which you can't have, you can't work anything more than about, I think it's five watts or something and fixed antenna. You can't run mobile. But if you want to have a a 50-watt mobile or base and uh, you get this license, there's no test. And uh, then you can uh, have an oh, experience. Pay a fee? There's no test. Exactly. That's it's, it? And it, it's, oh, it's just Sign me up. It's very I'm much. I'm ready. It's very much like a uh, two meter, seventy centimeter ham radio with repeaters. Uh, you, you can you can even set up your own repeater on GMR, GMRS. So, yeah, we'll get some more information about this. We'll have to reach out to, to Jonathan. I was I mean, say, let's
4: get John back on the radio. Yeah. I know he did a GMR segment, yeah. uh, I think, at one point for us, uh, but I think things have changed a little bit since then. We may have to just have him on and do a roundtable discussion about this. I think That'd that might be, be awesome.
2: Be well, Wendy, I don't yeah. know if you have a ham license. I know when I was out there, there was a ham radio that so somebody was licensed with a ham, uh, had a ham license. Josh, I know you have a ham radio license. Yes, sir. And you and you, you know what it took to get the go through the test, which it wasn't much, but it's still <laughs> no. it's it's not writing a check. I'm I mean a, I'm a horrible tester. So for me it was quite a oh, bit. Oh, really? So, but I mean, this is if you have family members that you would like to be able to talk to on the radio instead of maybe they take their, their eyes off of the road and they're trying to either answer a cell phone or dial a cell phone, this is great. Uh-huh. You just I mean, you know, for a hundred and I think or it was a hundred and fifty bucks. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred and fifty bucks. You got this uh, nice GMRS uh, radio that all they have to do is pick up the microphone and talk to you. I, I even put in little uh, handy talkies, the walkie talkies for a lot of you, uh, the five watt uh, handy talkies that they have in their jeep. So if they need to hand it to somebody that they want to talk to, as they walk uh-huh. away. Oh, okay. They can talk back to the Jeep or, or vice versa or, or whatever. So, $22, $22. These radios, these handy talkies were $22 a piece. Dang. They are literally disposable. And, uh, yeah. yeah. That so, so it, it is a great way to get your family on the radio without to have tried to badger them to get a ham license.
4: <laughs> well, and def- when, you know, all the cell phone towers go down, uh, you yeah. know, we have, a, we have an EMP event or something like that. And, and, and all... Cell phone and landline communications pretty much become non-existent. Uh, this is going to be the only thing left. So yeah, if you if you want to stay in contact with your family during a uh, a natural disaster, or something like that, uh, you want to be prepared for community you know any kind of an event uh, and and need communications. This is how you do it. Really cool so, stuff, Tony, thanks for sharing.
0: But but Tony, yeah, thanks for sharing. But uh, we want links. But uh,
4: yes. Se- yes, we do.
0: Secondly, if you're so, does the GRMS communicate with a ham radio so if you're on a run with a bunch of people that have ham you can't talk to them through that right it's you, a different you cannot
2: different okay. uh different different bands that uh, you can't be on ham radio because you have to have a ham radio license and
0: exactly uh, yeah okay
4: don't don't some of our some of the bell fangs don't they uh, some of these do gmrs can't you get uh, they this technically ham? they technically can do it
2: however it is illegal to use them on grms because right. they are not certified. I, 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 was legality. I was just you know functionality. Oh, <laughs> functionality over no, legality. No, no, I'm on the trail. I said.
0: have this tool. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and any radio, you can use any radio at any frequency during an emergency. So that's that's actually in the FCC rules. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you have a Bofing and you got the GRMS frequencies in there, yep. If it's an emergency, uh, and I don't mean that you're out of beer. I mean an actual emergency. <laughs>
6: Come on. <laughs> 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 <animates>.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm not sorry <laughs> Take enough beer
1: <laughs> I am absolutely shocked I mean, I'm shocked that Wendy is not on the voicemail Like, come on boys and girls Can you, you, you haven't updated that I mean, Wendy probably feels super left out, she never called into the voicemail on? Allie from, from Canada, of course, as you uh, as you probably well uh, well aware, well know. <clears throat> Been a long time since I called in. Wednesday night after bingo, just hosted it, gave away ten thousand dollars. I thought I'd call in. Why not on my drive home? Unfortunately, I'm not driving a jeep, but that's also why you can hear me while I'm driving. <laughs> so I thought I'd call in, talk about my new trailer I just built. And I know a few of you are talking, I heard last week's episode about Overland trailer. And I joined that, that group. I started, I built one over the fall, over the winter. And I just the first few trips out with it, it's been awesome. Rooftop tent, I got a spot for my canoe. I've got a box, cooking box, that holds my Chili Moose cooler. My Traeger smoker, all the camping gear, batteries, charger, inverter. So far, so good. Haven't been on any long trips, just overnight so far, but so far, so good. Loving it. Being able to get out there and really extend my range. Not just yeah. go for day trips anymore, but do overnights, and hopefully soon we'll get to multiple nights, especially during COVID. Only travel within my own province going a long ways away but it's it's awesome so far loving it and just want to call in say love the show doing a great job hopefully on a thursday night i can stay up late enough and join the Zoom people been there once it was a great time and uh just gotta, gotta stay up late gonna not be such a whim and go to bed early so <laughs> keep up the great work and uh, love the show
2: he is not in the Zoom room group, so oh, there you go. Oh well. well <laughs> oh,
6: nice,
4: thanks for calling in. Been been way too long, Allie, and and I am very interested in uh, in your trailer to see uh, sort of your your manufacturing and, and workmanship and stuff. If you don't mind sending an email to the show info at jeeptalkshow.com, uh, you could absolutely um you know let us know what that thing looks like and and uh, maybe give us a short little write up of you know what you know what you went into, uh, into building it and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, Ali, as always, thank you for calling into the show. Ali and
2: I actually had a little discussion on uh, Facebook Messenger uh, about GMRS, and you know, he's up there in the Canadian uh, region, yeah, and, and province. Is that, that, isn't that what they had in the Hunger Games were people were from different provinces? But anyway, I digress. So, the, the, the thing was, I, I, cool. I told him about that $22 uh, handheld, uh, GM, GMRS handheld, and uh, he went and looked at it, and come to find out, in Canada, you can't have anything greater than two watts on what? GMRS. Oh. Oh. And you have to give up one gun. So, not only oh, is it on. two watts, you have to surrender a weapon.
0: No. That can't be right.
2: <laughs> I'm calling BS on there, all
0: There's no guns in Canada, remember? Well,
2: it's two watts. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the two there.
4: watts is right. So, the other part, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Two watts, though. Good Lord, that's not going to get you very far. That's, that's going to be like to the next vehicle. That barely well, gets you around corn.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what he needed it for, uh, from what we were discussing, because the, the, his buddy the in the Jeep. other Jeep, he was, oh, okay. he was out with his trailer and his son, and uh, a, a buddy of his was following him in another Jeep, and the, the guy following him had a GMRS GM radio, and he couldn't communicate to him because he only had a CB.
4: So, I hate to keep asking you questions about communications because I know this is going to go down a rabbit trail that we can go on forever. But I <laughs> uh, do you know if, if Canada has the same sort of regulations as, as the U.S. does as far as, you know, the testing, certification, licensing, uh, that sort of stuff goes for either HAM or GMRS?
2: Uh, funny, as you may find this, I am not from Canada, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: I thought Tony knew everything. What
2: the heck? Yeah, right? I, I thought did. Josh knew everything. I was surprised I get the question. I'm just embarrassed uh, I can't answer.
4: <laughs> that's a new one for us. Have both of us here. So, well, no, it, it is. No we're, we are talking about stuff out of a, uh, another country. So, uh, even though we, they are landlocked uh, to us here in the U.S. And it's just a hop, skip, and a jump over the border. Uh, it, they do. Uh, I get by the feeling that the, that, that the buddy that was
2: with him probably was from the United States and had a, a proper mm-hmm. GMRS radio. Just guess, just guessing because I think he had a mobile and if I understood Allie correctly, they can only have handhelds oh, for GMRS, kind of like the FRS uh, that we but have I here. I think
0: Canada border still closed to U.S. both ways. They can't come in Jeez. or we can't really? go there.
2: Oh man! So. Well, you know, the border is pretty well wide open anyway So well, I I'm understand sure that I'm, sure, I'm, it's, it's, I'm <laughs> sure it's side I'm sure it's just you know get, get some Get some speed and you can make it through there Because Canadians <laughs> are going to go Eh well, I don't care <laughs> it's, a, it's an American what are we going to do
3: <laughs> Are you living the jeep life From mall crawlers to weekend warriors From daily drivers to weekend wheelers It's all about the jeep life And it's all good It's time for jeep life with Mama.
5: Hi, Tony, Josh, and Wendy. Well, we here at Colorado 4x4 have our calendar set for our monthly classes and trail rides here in southeastern Colorado. We are super excited to start introducing the locals to group trail rides. The plan is every third Saturday of the month to meet in our shop here in Monte Vista and host an educational class on off-roading, then hit the local trails. Right now, we aren't sure of the topics for the classes as we need to see how versed the locals are On the ins and outs of off roading. We did go out last weekend with a group and I learned a lot. I realized our first class might have to start out with the basics. Now, I assumed the group we wheeled with understood the etiquette of off roading in a group. You know, just because you have a Jeep or an off road vehicle doesn't mean you understand the etiquette of group off roading. We have gone over this several times on the show and I know Wendy has as well in Newbie Nuggets. But, Here are my top five musts when you go group off-roading. This is necessary anytime when you wheel with new folks. Now, if you have wheeled with the same folks over and over, you most likely won't have to do this every time. But if you ever introduce someone new to your trail ride group, I suggest you go over these top five musts when group wheeling. First, a trail guide and a trail gunner should be assigned. The trail guide should know the route and needs to always be the leader the trail gunner is the last one in the group. They are responsible for not letting anyone get left behind. Now the folks in the middle have a group responsibility as well. They must always make sure the jeep or off-road vehicle that is behind them is in, they can see them in their rear view mirror. Second, you should always have a trail meeting. Before you even hit the trail, there should be a group meeting with everyone involved. This is a good time to go over some basic off-road rules like stay on the trail, don't wander off by yourself. Let them know the route and talk about how you will communicate on the trail, whether with CBs or horn honking, you know, those kind of things. Third, keep a decent distance between vehicles while you're driving on the trail. You know, sometimes there's a lot of backing up and space may, may be needed on an obstacle. Fourth, if you're going up an incline or down one, Or going over a serious obstacle, let the jeep in front of you complete it before you begin climbing Mm -hmm. or going down the hill. And fifth, there are times on obstacles when after you have completed the obstacle, you will need to stop and wait for the other vehicles to complete it. This is a good time to get out for videos and pictures and to see how someone else may wheel an obstacle. This is where you need to be very mindful of where you park. You'll need to leave a lot of room for all the jeeps to park after you've gone over the obstacle especially if on a hill. I've seen Jeepers not pull up far enough, and some of the Jeepers can't fully make it over the obstacle or up the hill. That pisses me off. After wheeling for seven years, these simple but super important rules become ingrained in second nature and just common sense. However, folks new to wheeling might not have a clue, so it's good to educate them. I will let you know how it goes on next week's Jeep Life. We're also super excited as a Jeep talk show listener and Jeep YouTuber and Zoom rumor. Is that even a thing? Is making the <laughs> trek out to wheel with us, Larry? Can't wait to meet you.
2: Zoom people—they like to be called Zoom people. Yeah, yeah I don't and- know what the deal is. I remember uh, I went uh, went wheeling in the Cherokee uh, a number of years ago, and it's during the summertime. I am uh, in the in the basking in the AC of the the Cherokee. And, uh, Rini, uh, would, uh, he was leading the group and every obstacle he would stop and get out and walk up and look at the obstacle, which, which I understand now I was new to it then, but it was like, do I got to get out? I'm going to get sweaty. If I get out, I don't want to get out as AC. I'm just going to wait and uh, let's go. I want to have some fun. Let's, let's move this party along. So I guess that's part of that trail etiquette she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories, so contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how.
2: I guess we should stop and go look at the, the thing before we go through it and stop having fun just because we got to stand around and look at it. Stop. <laughs> That's not how it goes.
0: not how it goes.
4: Well, this is uh, part of the show where we uh, pull a topic out of thin air and go around and uh, invite you, the listener, to join around, join us around the campfire and uh, talk about whatever topic we decide to pull out of the air this week. And, uh, and this week we have a, a new topic, a, a different topic, and each week it's a different topic. And if you'd like to join in around the campfire uh, for next week's topic, you can. If you're brand new to the show, there's no sort of special VIP club or pay-to-play type of thing, anything like that. Ooh, we can do that, though. Yeah, well, we're selling
2: tickets now, everybody. You can't say topic. Uh, You've you've hit your limit of saying topic. Right.
4: Uh, But if you want to join in, uh, it's very easy to do, and we're going to talk about that here in just a little while. Uh, For now, though, we're going to go through uh, the list, and we've got a short list this week of of listeners around the campfire. It's going to be pretty easy. Uh, We're going to talk about tops for Jeeps, and which is better, hard tops or soft tops? And, and I obviously, I know there are going to be some uh, Jeepers out there who, uh, you know, don't have a removable top Jeep or something like that. You may not be able to chime in on this conversation, uh, you know, as much as the other guy will. But nonetheless, we invite everybody around the campfire to talk about whatever it is that we're going to talk about. And this week, we're going to talk about tops and which is better, hard or soft. Top of the list, we've got Mike here with us, Mike Zen uh, who actually has wheeled with uh, with Wendy, I believe, if not
2: others and, as well.
0: And Tammy, yeah, he's and just, Tammy. He so he's got Tammy two too. of the four.
2: Two well, of the what's four. What's the deal? Mike. He's, he's wheeling two. with the women. Uh, only the the host, uh, the women host. That's what's it? the deal? Well, I
4: gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta grow a chest and put on a blonde wig. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'll get Mike up here in Oregon one of these days. But uh, uh, that's it, nonetheless, yeah. Mike, which would you say is better, hard tops or surf or soft tops?
11: Uh well, this
4: is my first Jeep, and it's a hard top, so I never—well, actually, I've been in
1: uh, Tammy's uh, Jeep, and she has a soft top. So, I don't know. I think both of them are uh, pretty pretty good. Um, even with the soft top and being in her Jeep,
4: it the sound is, you know, as normal as a hard top. So, um, Mike, have you but, taken your top uh, off? Are, 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 I know the hard tops are a lot harder to remove, uh, a lot harder to store, all that sort of stuff, but have you gone topless? No. Um, I've been looking into those, uh, 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 I don't know why they even call it, but it's like it helps you remove the hard top. And it the just lip, lip, out, lip system, out. yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'm looking into that because uh, I really want to go uh, topless one of these days.
2: You, really just, need a, you, you, you know. just really need a friend uh, to help you take the top off and you well, can sit it over uh, to the perfect side. Perfect I mean, but yeah, it's nice to be able to do it by yourself.
4: Yeah. Mike, let me, let me ask you a question. We're going to go down this rabbit trail here a little bit. Uh, have you thought about the DIY option? Are you, are you handy? Can you fabricate? Are you, are, you, are you comfortable around ropes and pulleys and stuff? Would you be willing to, to try and come up with your own system with parts that you've purchased yourself? I would, but I don't have a garage, really. Uh, the so uh, pulley thing head won't head. even work for me. Yeah. Yeah, that is a, a a big part of of that having a a roof over your Jeep to then anchor the system to to, to pull that up with. But uh but that being said, uh, you know, all the more reason to create something here. Uh Chip, okay. what would you say is is better, hard or soft tops?
10: Well, being that I'm in Illinois, in the winter, hard tops are much better. Um and they're quieter. I think we had those discussions before, but in the summer, my JK is going to have its soft top on it, so I can pop it down or take it off and and run topless. So and my I would say you my you CJ's, own both I've just got I've got top. bikini tops on my CJs because they're pretty much good weather vehicles. Yeah. So
4: right, right. Are those? Do you, do you got a big garage, Chip? I'm just, just curious.
10: <laughs> I live on a farm. I've got a barn and a machine shed.
4: Ah, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> oh, you got a machine okay. shop. Ah, oh, crap! I'm moving in. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, uh, Chip. What what sort of system do you have to to do your top removal? Do you do you have a so, uh, you know a bunch of pulleys and ropes? Do you have a, a name brand system, or is it just to call a friend over and we're going to pull this thing off real quick?
10: Well, I've got four kids, and when they were home, it was uh, call the kids out. But now that they're go. off at college and and out of the house, um, I want one of those. Is it J Bar? Um, yes, sir. I think that they've been on the they've been on the Jeep Talk Show before, but I met Mike. Um he's only about thirty miles from my house where they built oh, wow. those J Bar lifts. Yeah. And so I've got I've got one of those setups because it's nice. just so much easier for me to put those straps under it and, and then crank yeah. it up. Oh
4: no, very good. Very good. Yeah, that's how it gets done, man. Thirty miles. Wow, that's close. I didn't realize you guys were basically neighbors. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Chris, 7slats.com, if you're looking for a, a really cool blog about Jeeps and stuff like that, go check him out, 7slats.com, great photography over there as well. Chris, which would you say is better, hard tops or soft tops for Jeeps?
10: Hard tops, and I, I say that having my YJ was a 90 YJ, it was a hard top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to take it off myself, and uh, my good friend had an 89 YJ with a soft top, and Rarely did we take the top off because there were too many pieces parts and obviously 89 versus current is, is a lot different, but it was just a pain in the butt to, to, to take off. Um, and my JK is a hard top. Obviously uh, Jeep did a great job with the three part, three piece hard top. So you can take out the front panels and have a, a open air feeling. And I'm able to take the, uh, the top off myself, uh, on the JK, uh, get it off, get it on, uh, Deep go topless. day took it off in the morning. It rained in the afternoon, put it right back on. But, uh, and I've rented, uh, JK soft top and Phoenix. And there was just too many pieces parts for me. You slip the windows out, you roll them up. And I was staying in a hotel and I, I'd stay there many times. And I, I asked them. I said, can I leave it parked under the canopy here, kind of near the front desk, but so nobody messes with it. They're like, no problem. And I just took a pile of windows and plastic inside and put it on the other bed in the room for a couple nights. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't like the soft tops. I'm, I'm probably in a, in a small minority, but I just, I don't like the soft tops. Hard top all day long.
4: Chris, what part of the nation do you
10: live in? Michigan.
4: So you're in Michigan. You have very cold winters. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, any, anywhere, uh, I'm, I'm kind of similar out here in the Northwest. We have, we have decently cold winters, probably not as bitterly cold or as long as, as your winters. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, anytime you get into a cold climate with a soft top, and anytime you have to do any kind of removal or adjustment, you want to put in a window, take something out, it is nearly impossible unless the ambient temperature is over 75 degrees. Um, and so I'm, I'm with you in a certain extent. I love the, uh, you know, the, 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 just the um, the functionality of a soft top and how convenient, convenient is the word I was looking for, how convenient a soft top is for its ease of, of you know, being able to drop things down at will. Now, Jeep uh, sort of addressed this with the Freedom Top, that three-piece top uh, with the JK series of Wranglers um, that was notorious for leaks and stuff like that. That was going to be my next question for you was, uh, have you had the leaking problem with your three-piece hard top that so many other JK owners have had?
10: I haven't. I know a lot of people that do. I have not. I had it leak one time, wow. I, It had the, uh, and I haven't put them in in years just because I forgot, and they were probably selling the glove box the... Uh, I forgetting what you call them, the two screws with the big uh handle that that uh, oh, lock yeah. the freedom panels down I inadvertently over tightened one one day in a uh, heavy rain it started leaking and I just played with it and the leak went away but yeah, I know no, I know people that yeah they leak all the time. I've been very yeah. fortunate that mine hasn't leaked yet.
4: I was going to say, I'm a hard top fan myself. I've always liked the looks of a hard top on a Jeep more than anything else. Um, but, you know, with that said, I, I've always been uh, uh, against those Freedom Tops because they were so notorious for leaking. And and I, so I, I steered people away from those. If you if you got one, get rid of it, uh, you know, and, and go with something else, even if, it's a, even if it's a soft top, just because of the leaking issue. Uh, and so I'm glad to hear that you, for you know whatever reason, were able to uh, sort of dodge uh, what a lot of other jeepers have unfortunately had to deal with for so many for so long, actually. So Christopher uh, here here with us, you're a non Wrangler owner. Uh, you are one of our our ZJ fans here, and uh, and uh, much props to you for for a well built uh, Grand Cherokee there. Uh, what would you say is your opinion on a hard or soft top? Which would be better, or which would you prefer?
12: Well, I'll kind of go on a little bit of a banter because. I've been in JK's with both hard, soft, and I've been in a rank or gladiator with both hard and soft. And oh. so JK, I'll say uh the hard top and the soft top, depending on who has it and who makes it. Soft tops are really good too, because the sunriser for best top, they mm-hmm. they don't they're not bad. The like Mike said, they're both kind of uh sound is pretty much the same on both. Um, and, uh, the climate control is pretty much the same on both, though. It really didn't bother me all that much. Uh, the gladiator, the stock gladiator soft top. <laughs> we rented one, one time we went out into New Mexico and, uh, rented a small truck and actually had a soft top gladiator. You get on the highway with that thing and it sounded like, Uh, very bad hum. So Mm. the center section where the freedom tops would be. Would flap within probably Uh, a four or five inch range (laughs) and it would just and it would be horrible sounding and you'd have to literally hold your hand up on the top just so that it would quit. So we actually pulled over at a Walmart and balled up two towels, those little three dollar towels. Mm-hmm. And balled them up and stuffed them up in the front of the yeah the portion of it, and it quit. So we didn't have to worry about that. But on that being said, if the vibration and all that noise didn't have to uh, the bad effect on it, that thing was pretty awesome because you could throw the whole top back, and it would both the rear seats and the front seats were all open, and nice. then the back the back glass was pretty easy to flop out because it's only plastic. And, mm-hmm. uh, you can put it behind the seat and then, uh, the two side window blind spot areas, those things are pretty easy to get out. So it really wasn't bad except for that one, one issue.
4: Kind of make then, me uh, wonder, kind of make me ask if, if that top had uh, a piece missing or, uh, was possibly overstretched due to, I don't know, some ice buildup or something like that. I would hard to say, uh, especially with a, <laughs> Especially a with rental. a rental,
2: who knows? Exactly. No telephone they had up there,
12: but, but and good it only had like three thousand miles on it, so I, I could imagine oh. anything. But still,
4: yeah, anything, anything could happen. Three thousand <laughs> miles with a rental, exactly. no yeah. doubt, no but, doubt. But very good perspective there. I, I really appreciate that that point of view there, ha- having uh you know been in, driven with uh, several different you know types of of, of, of jeeps with multiple tops. Um, and I, I love, I do love, you know, I'm with you there with, I, I like the modularity, if that's a word actually, of the uh, the factory soft top with the gladiators. Um, but yeah, there, I don't like the looks of them. I just, something with about a they gladiator and nice. soft top, it does not no. look, uh, doesn't right. look good uh-uh. at all. Uh, and so I'm waiting for best top to come up with a different uh, design or something like that uh, to where we can, you know, get some different lines on that or something. I don't know. There's just something not right. About a soft top on a Gladiator. I like the modularity, uh, but I, I do not like the looks of it, and and clearly the function of it, at least according to Christopher's uh, experiences, uh, not not so good either. So, uh, uh, Tony, I uh, know you're you're multiple Jeep family. Uh, what would you say uh, is better, or which would you prefer rather, hard tops or soft tops?
2: Uh, I was really, and I've mentioned this before. I was really surprised. Uh, I made sure that I got a, a hard top uh, TJ my wife because she didn't like all the noise that the xj made uh and uh we got a uh shortly after we got the uh the the wrangler the tj i purchased a uh trek trek top from best top for it and uh the hard top has not been back on it in like seven years really now oh my now goodness. we're down in the south in southeast texas so we don't have to worry about snow, rain yes, but rain doesn't really seem to cause an issue. It doesn't stack up like like snow yeah. would. Uh, right. And uh, the the AC keeps the the inside of the TJ cool enough during the mm-hmm. summer, and we're talking about hot hot stump summers yeah. down here. And
4: you do have those triple digit uh, Texas days for yeah. you know consecutively, uh, yeah. nonetheless. So uh, very well, interesting, yeah. man. So I, it has I not been an issue. That long.
2: And frankly, I didn't get a soft top for the Gladiator because of what Chris told us before. What he mentioned tonight, but he, he also mentioned before in a, an earlier uh, earlier episode uh, because
4: talked about that in i the think past.
2: and i think another zoom person mentioned about the security aspect of it too so well, and yeah. i figured i think i even mentioned at the time i can always get a soft top from best top and i found out later no i can't because they don't make a soft top for, <laughs> for the gladiator it's
0: coming yet yeah, it's
4: yeah, coming. yeah i, I, I was shocked
0: that we they know have
2: Bestop,
4: one. And, and we know yeah. that that they are constantly working on r&d So I wouldn't be surprised if they have a half a dozen different designs that they are working through and testing right now for a soft top uh, for the the Gladiator. So give it a year, maybe two tops. And we're going to see a release with best top here very soon.
2: I'm not having a problem with the hard top; it's nice, and I especially oh, like to be able to sorry. take off the freedom tops. Uh, I mean, the the are the are the two panels in the front called the re freedom tops, or is the whole thing a freedom? No top?
4: that that was a that was a JK uh, a JK, JKU only uh, type of thing. I'm, I'm sure that that Jeep has has since altered the design from the JK uh, to the JT, uh, and so I'm, I'm sure it's called something else now um you know patriot tops i, I don't i don't I have no idea i have no idea so um but hey mate let's get uh let's get uh um what's his face on from uh from the dealership over here and uh mm-hmm. uh roadkill whatever his name is
9: <laughs> roadkill <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's not gonna appreciate that i know i, know,
2: I did that on purpose <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Did you mention about the J Top episode, uh, Josh? I had to step away uh, earlier and I don't even sure if you saw that in the uh, in the chat.
4: Uh the J Bar, you mean? That that one? Was it uh, you talking about the the soft top oh, removal? I, I
2: typed it in right. I just said it wrong now. So the episode four oh five, hard top removal and stor- storage uh, solution interview with uh, J Bar. So if you guys are interested in hearing more about the J-Bar uh, removable top system, just go to episode 405.
4: Well, that's it. Oh, I'm sorry. I got one more host to go through. Jeez, I'm sorry, Wendy. I always end up uh, putting you last on this sort of thing. I, I know that you and, you and Bill have got a, an awesome Wrangler. Uh, and, and I can't remember how you guys have, uh, which top you guys have outfitted on that, if
0: any at all. Uh, no, so it's a hard
4: top. Is it a hard top? Do you guys prefer yeah. the hard or the soft? Tell me why.
0: Yeah, I uh, personally, I haven't really experienced a soft top or even it going topless, so it's hard for me to really say this is the way to go, but for me, I like the hard top, it's quieter, I can run the air if it's hot, uh, I can run the heat if it's cold, so for me, I'm happy with the hard top. So
4: There you go, there you go. There you go. Not yep. too shabby right there. All right, well, I can't thank our listeners enough, and uh, short list this week uh, around the campfire. That makes it for, uh, for a quick segment, though. Each and every week we're doing this, and it's a different topic each and every week. And I've got a good one for next week, so make sure you guys are staying tuned for that. And if you want to join in and find out what we're going to be talking about, how to join in, uh, what links to use, you know, all that sort of stuff, the best way to do it is through our newsletter. Tony, how could somebody get a hold and and get in on the newsletter mailing? Well, Josh, I'm glad you asked.
2: <laughs> you can just go to jeeptalkshow.com/slash/contacts and just scroll down, and you will see. Uh, the, the newsletter and how to subscribe, it's really simple. You just put in your email address and uh, you get maybe, maybe one email a week. Uh, actually, yeah. one, it, one email a usually week. usually about day. 90 you, minutes
4: yeah. before the show goes live. Yeah, I think. That's
2: right. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes, 45 seconds before the show yeah. goes live, you get a message. Hey, Josh, before we get out of here, I need to announce the, the winner of our Big Fork Tool giveaway.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: Uh, I almost did. forgot about
4: that. We were already, I, I figured we would, uh, We normally we talk about the sort of thing off air and, and uh, get all excited about it and stuff like that, how many listeners it took. We were going to take the very first caller, Am I right on that one. That's right. So who was it, Tony? Who was it?
2: So again, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, it is uh, Terrence T. from Virginia Beach, Virginia. VA, that's Virginia, right? Yep. Yes. So, uh, yep, Tara, uh, Terrence, thank you very much for listening to the show and calling in. We'll get this out to you. I uh, appreciate you uh, sending over your, uh, uh, your uh, mailing address. The, the picture was not necessary, but thank you.
4: Oh,
0: <laughs> congratulations.
4: Absolutely. I, I, unfortunately, I can't hear the name Terrence and not think about that Key and peel episode about the Terrys. You guys are going to have to YouTube that one. Uh, trust me.
2: So if you guys would like to have your own uh, frame plug tool, cover up them holes. You're out in public, for God's sake. Just go over to blackforktool.com. And uh, these things are meant to, to plug up the holes in your frame so that you don't get all that nasty crap that they throw out on the roads during the wintertime and
4: Every mud TJ and owner should have a set of these bar non period, un- end of discussion.
2: Unfortunately, they don't have them for the TJs. <laughs> <gasps>
4: what? <laughs> it's only the
2: JKs and uh, the JLs and the JTs. So, Is that
0: because there are so get, many holes we, in uh, the we, others?
4: Uh, gotta hold these guys' feet to the fire. Yeah, uh,
2: they maybe maybe they're working on the 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 TJs. I don't know, if but they uh, know what's good for them. They are. It sounds like well, that I'm would just
0: be, saying. Is that because there's too many holes in the TJ? Is that why they don't make it?
2: Hey, this uh, this JK pack has uh, six plugs in it, so I, I can't yeah. imagine. You know that that the number of holes would be a problem. Oh boy, so many jokes. So this, I would recommend this. Uh, this is very nice. I, I got a, I got one for the Gladiator, even though I really don't need it down this area, but I couldn't believe how big the holes were on the Gladiator
4: frame. Yeah, I mean, I was, you put your I fist was, in there. I was yeah. really surprised that there are holes that large in the frame. Uh, obviously, there's no structural issues. Uh, they're supposed to be there, but nonetheless, they don't have to be exposed to the elements. You no. can uh, you get these plugs. Plug that up and, and add substantial longevity to the frame of your vehicle.
2: And it takes a long time to, you know, squeeze the JB Weld in there in a the pattern to get it all filled up, you know. <laughs> no, don't. That's not. No. Oh, now spiral. that you've
0: distracted them, Tony, why don't you repeat the, the website again for them?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it's uh, <laughs> blackforktool.com. So, just go over to blackforktool.com blackforttool.com and uh, you can get your own. These things aren't very expensive. I mean like no. uh, less than 30 bucks and it's, yeah, it's it, it is it just looks so much better too. It looks like it's finished. It looks like it should have come from the factory that way.
6: You're here.
4: Well, like we were saying, uh, very easy to sign up and join in with the show. All kinds of ways that you can interact with us whether it be through social media or directly and of course you can find out how to do all that stuff through our contact page. Jeep Talk Show dot com slash contact that's the only place you got to go to find out all the stuff related to the jeep talk show and of course you know we're doing this every week we're not going to sell your information we don't spam you sign up for the newsletter join in on the campfire side chat and follow us on facebook Well that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, do us a favor and respond to at least one of Tony's posts on Facebook. <laughs> I promise he won't stalk you. <laughs> and as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep Podcast. Mark, Tony plays the Mamba. Listen to the radio. Don't you remember? We built this city. We built the city on rocks and jeeps. since 2010 that's not how the song goes no <laughs> not at all but it works <laughs>